Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, myself. So since lockdown, I've been given guitar lessons via video chat, so if you'd like to learn a new skill during these strange times, then do not hesitate to get in touch. I've been playing guitar for nearly 20 years and I customise all my lessons around each individual's needs and personal tastes in music. So whether you're an absolute beginner or well on your way to a rock and roll stardom, I can definitely help you along the way. Now I know what you're thinking, guitar lessons can be expensive. Well, fear not. I'm currently offering the first lesson for each new pupil at half price of just £15, but it also gets better. If you mention your inquiry that you found me through the Simon Campbell incident, then you'll get another £5 off your first lesson. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram by typing in Simon Teaches Guitar, where you can message me directly. That's Simon Teaches Guitar. Also, you can email me at simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. That's simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. Get on it, folks. You shall not regret it. My guest today is one half of one of the most exciting acts in Bristol. We talked about pretty much everything on this episode. Uh, we spoke a lot about his band, but we also went on some pretty interesting tangents. I had the best time speaking with him, so please welcome Jacob Peters from BJ's. Jacob Peters, how are you doing, man? Good, thank you, mate. How are you? And, you know, not too bad. <laughs> Happy that there's a little bit of uh, sunshine. Oh, do you just cough? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm all right. I'm all right, I swear. No, it's all right. It's just, oh, no. Um, Take him in. It's getting Quarantine him. It's getting hot in here, man. Like, there's so much Is it? fire we're going to talk about. It's like it's just burning up in my chest. Yeah. It's, it's my heat radiating through the screen. <laughs> yeah. So ominous and like just coming through and protruding out my screen, man. See, it happens. I, it's got me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten me in trouble before uh good thing we don't have a hr department uh, <laughs> yeah everyone's there'll be agreements raised immediately <laughs> oh mate after i yeah get cancelled before we did episode one be awesome uh <laughs> right man <laughs> so bj's looks like you guys have been been really really productive during uh, during these uh strange times yeah so let's talk let's talk a little bit like that so you've released uh three singles uh, since the lockdown, am I right? Yeah, what have, what have we released again? We released Panic Buyers. Um, then it was Jog to Leisure. And, and then, then Quarren uh, Trip. Yeah. Quarren Trip, that's the one. Quarren yeah, Trip. Yeah. And then I believe on the 3rd of, 3rd of July, um, we've ah. got um, 5G coming out, which is uh, big, <laughs> big man singalings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, where should we start? Okay, right, yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry to hear that uh, 5G gave Ben chlamydia. That that must have been upsetting. Yeah, I mean, we, we thought we'd want to raise awareness about it, so we thought we'd <laughs> put it on a sign <laughs> and parade about all of Bristol City Centre showing and building that awareness, you know. Because uh, the thing is, Ben's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I I did pick up on that when I when I when I spoke to him. <laughs> what what in the last podcast? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the way he delivers stuff, man. You can tell straight away. As soon as you hear him, virgin. Like soon, like, as soon as like you hear him, like yeah, massive, massive virgin, man. I don't even think he touches himself either. 
Oh, well, he's, he's, a, he's a holy boy. Holy boy. I mean, he, he dips, he's a holy boy. He dips it in the holy he's water saving, a little bit. <laughs> he's saving himself for Jesus, like, like, like we all should be doing. Yeah, I think Jesus abuses that man. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure it was 5G that gave Ben Chlamydia then? Uh, I don't know, but if 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 Shrek is, are you accusing life, our Lord of Lord and Savior of giving uh, all, Ben an STR? Yeah, all I know is Shrek is love, Shrek is life, man, and I know he uses that principle in terms of Jesus as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shrek is love. Shrek is oh, life. God. <laughs> god damn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a video and a half. It is. I think there's a lot of um inspiration that we can we can possibly pry out of that i mean just maybe superimpose mine and ben's Ben's heads on it obviously (laughs) (laughs) ben looks more like an ogre but i i act more like an ogre you know oh right you're gonna give him the the yoga treatment (laughs) yeah 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 what is it the um what is it the ben it's all ogre now (laughs) yeah all all ogre now and he flies out the window Oh Jesus! Right, so you 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 see what's coming out five what five what's actually called five five G, five G cool, and uh, and for for those that haven't seen it yet, you you guys got uh, you guys got you guys got papped on Reddit. I saw. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we uh, it was very obviously due to the nature of the signs, we had quite a lot of um, uh, (laughs) uh, necessary attention, (laughs) you know, to to raise awareness and. We we walked down from our house in St Andrews through the back of Montpellier down to down Stokescroft, um, into the city centre, um, outside Primark in Broadmead. Are we allowed, are we allowed to drop name brands on here? Are we allowed to drop brand I, names? I don't care. Sponsor don't if, care. if Primark you're listening, sponsor me. I need a new pair of shoes. Um, yeah, so so do I, Primark. Yeah, it's back open now. The queues are so mad, but um. But yeah, so we marched yeah, all the way. Thing. <laughs> I know. I'll be in there that's at some point. I do need. To, I do actually need some new shoes. Um, but we walked. <laughs> <laughs> we walked all the way down, and I was very, very anxious at the beginning because I thought, you know, we're going to get people just stop us. It's all going to kick off, and police officers are going to stop us. But we walked past the two two police officers on the way across the other side of the street, and they just looked at us, laughed, and walked on. <laughs> like, if, if I was a police officer, I would want to like, I'll be like, fuck, there's a protest going on. We need to snap that shit down because it's like, I mean, I think that was off the back of like three protests in a row, wasn't it? Um, I mean, you got mm. the Black Lives Matter one, and then you had the next week the the, the bloody white supremacist pricks like all in the in the center and then that was the day before and then i thought if anybody would have seen the poster they would be like shit it's gonna kick off again so i thought it was all gonna like be clapped down and i thought police would be like oh there's uh two (laughs) two boys in a green and red jumper (laughs) with with a sign that says 5g gave me chlamydia (laughs) roger roger 909 (laughs) fall in The secret's out. They know. The secret's out. The secret's out. Uh, boycott five guys and all that shit, man. You know. Yeah. So uh, for the for the good folks uh, who who haven't might not have seen this. Yeah. For whatever reason, what 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 did what did your sign say, Jacob? My one. Uh, my my one said five um, G stole my gecko. <laughs> and I really liked that gecko. <laughs> so when I woke up and it was gone, I was like, it must be five G. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and uh, Ben's, uh, what, what did Ben's read? Uh, Ben's was 5G gave me chlamydia, and on the back it said, <laughs> uh, it said, um, uh, Bill Bill Gates goes to Prism Thursdays. He's in the club, <laughs> and he does. I swear, I've seen him in there. I swear, I've seen him. Yeah, in there, you know. Are you, are, are you certain, certain of that? Certain, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was trying to coax me into the bathroom to do something. Not too sure what it was, but yeah. I backed out of it. Was man. he was he tapping his nose knowingly at you and winking? Uh, yeah, he was doing that and touching himself at the same time. So I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <I didn't mind. laughs> See that you know. That's where that, that's where you need, need to uh, to build on yourself, man. You you got you got to take these chances. Yeah, I know. If I think maybe that could have propelled our music career even further than the heights of Reddit. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking yeah. about. Reddit wasn't it? Was it Reddit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we got <laughs> with these <laughs> signs, right? And then um, we had people photos taking pictures with us. We had people like stop us and go take a picture of the sign and everything like that. Um, and then um, yeah, and then we we. We got home and then later on in the day, once we finished filming, we went and just chilled in the park with a couple of our mates and just had a drink. And it's like uh, somebody sent us a screenshot um, saying, mate, you're on, you're on Reddit. <laughs> Clicked on it. <laughs> Clicked on it. It had like 300 um, uh, upvotes on it, which is pretty decent. Checked it the day after in the morning, 500, which is like this... The, the, basically nearly the equivalent of our whole fan base at the moment, you know. Nice. But um, there was like so many comments. Um, I've probably got them. So have you read them? Have you read the comments? I, I, I've looked at it very, very briefly. Let's have a look. I, I don't know any of the comments off the top, top of my head, but I, from the tone, I could see that it was pretty, deservedly, pretty well received, which is... Thank you. Yeah. Good to see. Let's, let's have a, oh, it is. It's, fucking hell, it's at the top now. Yeah, sound. As soon as I clicked on it, it was just on there. So a lot of people got the sort of references to the signs. There was another sign we had said, I'm a free, I am not man, a letter, which is yeah. um, for people that don't know. There's um, a sign from the London protests with a guy that um, had, I am a free, I am not man, a number. Um, so we thought, because obviously we we yeah. sort of classify ourselves as B and J, with myself being J for obviously you know uh, known known purposes. Um, <laughs> um, cryptic, <laughs> cryptic. Yeah, have a guess, have a guess. What do you think? What it does it mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, well, so it was a bit of a piss take of that. And to be fair to Ben, he nailed it because he'd done all the signs because I was too busy getting all like the the mixing and mastering and everything done. Um, a lot of people yeah. just putting out the sort of links between it put, putting out our tinfoil hats um someone said it's better than the not far right village people tribute act which i'm taking was the the, the, the white supremacist supremacist um and then we had oh someone said 5g took my virginity obviously ben hasn't had that <laughs> <laughs> but ben hasn't had that privilege privilege yet and obviously my gecko's been stolen so i don't think we're on the topic of virginity with 5G at the moment. Um, no, no, A lot of people showing the support for our city just on fucking how stupid and wild it is. And then some of the BJ's crew came through, right? <laughs> <laughs> so someone put, I don't know who it is. I'd love to know who it is. If they're listening, please hit us up and let us know 
who you are because we'll, we'll give you a prize or something maybe some free merch or uh, free entry to a gig or something um once it all happens again anyway but um one of them was never mind the bollocks it's the bjs hey yes. that's good that's, that's good <laughs> and then the other one was a big ups bjs purveyors of the filthiest grooves nice which is uh, was it you or ben that wrote that one i don't know what you're about mate <laughs> i don't, don't know what you're about no no <laughs> No, I, I think I sh- we'll, we'll probably message something at some and at some point, but um, yeah, yeah we'll, 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 we'll leave it lucrative for the moment. I think, but it's cool. No, no, um, that's really cool, man. Mm. That um, that's such a. I mean, like, I'm rubbish at like sort of uh, marketing and social media and everything like that because because my heart's not in it really. Uh, mm. But so I love how you guys sort of take it on and you sort of make it like an extension of your of your creativity. Yeah. I think that's that's quite a special thing actually, and there's so much sort of cringeworthy stuff on social media from bands and artists. I've been guilty of it myself, yeah, big time. We all, we all uh, have, I think, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, you look yeah, back yeah. at it, you're like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" <laughs> that's so weird. Like, um, but I, 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 I absolutely, to be honest with you, despise social media. I, I think if I could live in times um, like now with with just like an old Nokia brick phone just for calls and text which I'm shit at answering anyway my dad calls me all the time my mum calls me all the time never answer because I'm shit picking up the phone I'm awful at replying to text I look at it and then think oh I'll reply to that in a bit a whole week goes by and I'm like oh I haven't replied to you so people mm. people think that I'm being rude to them but I'm really not if, if anybody's listening and I haven't replied to your text I'm deeply sorry um, feel free to double double reply you know double double message and I might see it again but um yeah, uh, we I I just I think me and Ben both despise social media just because that now, for for the most part, is what defines a musician um, and producer of any kind, and even influencers. You know, everybody has to be de- de- defined by social media, and I think it's so sad that it's come to this way. And you've got to think about the content you put out. You've got to make it regular to comply with the algorithms. It's it's a very sort of linear process if you do all those things make good content use right hashtags and use good algorithms you can blow up and we're so shit at it because we keep forgetting or we're just so engrossed in whatever content we're producing which is it swings and roundabouts man to get a balance and uh fair play to the people that do it it's just it's just too monotonous you know yeah it's too much of a feeling of like jumping through hoops you know Mm. like oh we have to do it you know same time once a day or once a week yeah and we've got to make sure that we're getting the right hashtags. And I mean, it takes so much effort to like do all those things the way that you're supposed to be doing it. Yeah. I how, how on earth are you going to like have the t- time and energy to do that correctly and write good music and practice and just you can keep yourself healthy and happy. It's, yeah, it's you nuts. just can't. You've got some somewhere somewhere along along the line, stuff has to so- sacrifice, and that is the same that that principle outlays music throughout because um it could be you could use that philosophy in terms of anything because it could be when you break it down in terms of the mix and master because we use so many different sounds in our music stuff is going to have to be sacrificed and it Mm. breaks down to every single point of anything you do creatively that stuff has to be sacrificed and it's it's annoying but it's just shit that we need to put up with um and for people that nail it uh, a massive amount of respect because we're, yeah. we're struggling with that. I need another second to show some more weapon of stress and I hope you can just give me back.
people that are nailing it. in my opinion jacob i'm not just saying this to be nice but i think you guys are doing a fucking good job actually oh stop it you're making me blush <laughs> oh man yeah no i was like no i mean like you know you're just having fun with it <clears throat> yeah it d- d- doesn't because c- c- i think the fact that you guys that aren't really like big fans of social media in a weird way that kind of comes across and i really like that thank you just the way that you're uh just taking the piss when you with like you know you're filming and you know like your yeah. music videos and everything it's all really fun and sinister at the same time it's not like you're trying to look like a cool pop band or anything cringy like that you're being yourselves and you're being entertaining Thank and you. yeah sure you might not be putting out things as regularly enough to get picked up by the algorithms or what have yeah. you uh no i think like in terms of content yeah i i, I like what i see dude thank you yeah i think i think the whole thing Excuse me. Is I think we've we just we've got to keep it fun because as soon as you take the fun out, everything else drops. As as soon as mm. we become more um, concentrated on certain algorithms and certain processes, then again comes back to the sacrifice. It would then sacrifice the fun element of it, and yeah. then everything else will suffer. Be it the content uh, that we that we put out. I mean, you know, we've been going, we've been going for about how is it about since twenty seventeen, I think, and we put out. We took really long times of putting out content, and now we've put out content now because it it's more fun that we're mm. doing it now. Where before we were still sort of learning massively. I think both Ben and myself have treated the first couple of years just to sort of learn and soak up as much as what we can. Um, and then I think the more we've um, sort of surround ourselves with with like-minded people who share our sort of philosophy in terms of being fun and engaging like uh ollie and the rest of the picture crew uh, big ups to them um they've they've helped us be able to channel that energy and then all of a sudden it was just like yeah let's just put it out and then it's just it just sort of falls and i think everybody has that position and that point in their their career where they they get to the point where it's like okay this is what happens now and then then they move on to that next stage where they release that content i mean we did release a couple of tunes a couple of years ago which we've now um taken down which may make a reappearance in sometime in the future but um it was just stuff which 
was the, for the purpose of us to learn. You know, learning how just distributors work, learning how initial marketing strategies work, um, learning the process of creating a track, mixing, mastering the track. Um, you know, and, and I think I think that's very important. I think every artist should have that uh, moment, that de- that defining moment, because I see a lot of people at the moment where they they start on Instagram, they start they download a torrent of uh, FL Studio, and then they start putting shit content on their on their social media and I, I I think yeah it's great to get yourself out there but I don't I think it's then just saturating the market um, I think people should be very sort of skeptic in what they put up initially whilst they're still soaking up and learning until they get to a point where it's something that they feel is a bit more personable to them I mean for example in drummer bass and a lot of house genres get oversaturated by by people just putting up content for the sake of it and I don't I don't think that is the way to go and I think we sort of reflect that as well and I think that's um how we even though we're scarce in what we put out I mean we put out content that where we're pretty much 100% satisfied with um I could just be shooting shit here I might change my opinion in the next couple of days but um I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah it's quick disclaimer yeah. to everybody listening I can change my opinion at the drop of a hat so uh, uh c- keep that in mind um but yeah, I think that's my personal stance on it now that people, before they become certain with themselves individually, um, think about putting stuff out um, just too, too quick before they're even comfortable with it themselves. And then ultimately down the line, they become pissed off of it and then take it all down, uh, a bit like what, mm-hmm. we, what we have. But um, yeah, I think, I think that's my thoughts on that. Where, what point are we on? I know tangents, fuck's sake. No, that's, that's, no I, I just had something to... Uh, add to that before we before we move yes. on. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that that's something that I think that's really useful for people to hear. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I've definitely been guilty of it. I definitely feel like a little bit of pressure to like be putting stuff up on Instagram or whatever, yeah. even though I play and I front a band and there's only going to be me there. So yeah, it's if it's just one guy just playing guitar like every you know do a few of those uh, every couple of days for the like, next few weeks where. It's underneath the band at the Underdog Club, which is a band name because we're banned. But yeah. all I can do is just play guitar in my room and film that. That's rubbish. Yeah, it's, it's better off just not to have anything and wait till we've got something to let people know about. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Sometimes, um, like, it's kind of that sort of thing your mum would tell you when you're growing up, saying if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. The same sort yeah. of thing comes with like with like uploading. If you don't have anything that worth that worthy, if not not, not something that you don't love that much. Then just don't just yeah. let it breathe. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people feel the need to conform to um, what other people do on on social media. I think there's a competitive element as well. Yeah. Not necessarily like you're trying to outdo someone, but if you see someone like that's posting all the time and doing good stuff, sometimes you know, or, or um, then you kind of might feel the need of like, oh no, I've I you know. I've not done anything like that, and so and so has been doing live streams and doing all these great videos and everything like that, and you kind of feel like, oh, I need to put something out, but without actually, it's kind of more for the sake of being active, yeah, than actually doing something worthwhile. You know, it's you, yeah. you're sort of like letting letting the the algorithm dictate to you, which is not really how we want to be doing things i think anyways but yeah. like, like i say I'm, I'm i'm kind of similar to you jacob in the way that i will change my opinions quite quite often i'm quite i'm not really married 
to my opinions too much, I'm more than happy to sort of catch myself. Yeah, and I, th- I think and that's very important. And, you know, and to admit that I'm wrong, uh, I w- w- which is good because I'm wrong 97% of the fucking time. <laughs> I'm wrong 100% <laughs> of the time, so this podcast has gone to shit. <laughs> yeah! 3% good stuff, folks. <laughs> but I, 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 There's I, a reason this is free. I think, you know... Um, the the ability to be self-aware and be able to change your opinion i think is something that a lot of a lot of people can learn in a lot of different ways because i think as soon as i saw an excellent um meme in light of this whole uh, black lives matter thing which is so so important and it was uh, a meme of um someone with a black lives matter sign and then somebody else was like all lives matter and it was like the Black Lives Matter person says, yeah, but that's not the issue right now. The issue now is what's going on with black people. So, um, but yes, all do all lives do matter, but this is the issue now, and this is the issue we're trying to fix. And the other guy was like, oh, um, yeah, that's, that's so true. But now if I change my opinion, does that make me less of a man or something like that? And then the, the Black Lives Matter person was just like, absolutely not. It shows you you're able to grow and overcome. And then all of a sudden they're both holding a Black Lives Matter sign. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. And I think having yeah. that ability to acknowledge and be able to change your opinion is, is something I never used to be able to do. Mm. And I'm still working on it myself, but I think that ability to be self-reflective and, and, and acknowledge that sort of change and that progression is something that is, is a trait that you know, both of us at the moment share to some extent, which is, which is great, I think. You know? Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I think... Not getting entrenched on every little thing is such a skill that is only really sort of... I've only really developed in the last year or so. Yeah, same. You know, um, I don't know what it is, but we place so much... You know, we'd rather win the argument than be right. Yeah. You know? and uh, This is why I'm such, such a... Sorry, just one second. I've left a fan on, and I hope it's not picking up on the mic. I'll be back in one second. Sorry, <laughs> right, sorry, right, Jacob. Go. One minute. This is all staged, by the way. You said we'll do this before. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I, was, I was just saying um, that you actually staged that. You know, you you said to me beforehand that you were gonna you were gonna stage the fan being left on for dramatic effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's, let it was my fandom. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all. Hey. Fandom. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much emphasis on trying to be right and there's so much stuff on social media of so-and-so owns this person with a conflicting opinion you know or yeah. red pilling or whatever it is yeah, so right, much yeah, yeah. In, uh, the matrix on internet yeah on internet culture you know and things like oh you know you know comedians destroy social justice warriors or you know yeah and um well, so I'm not really too much of a fan of the SJW movement. I see where it's coming from, but that's a whole other. It's more comp. It's a complicated issue. I don't really know uh, much about the social justice warrior stuff. What is that? Um. Oh, like okay. I I'm not really an expert on it. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be really careful here. Uh, <laughs> it. It's a. From what I can understand, it's it's a big emphasis on political correctness. And using the right words for certain people and taking things very, these sort of things very, very seriously. Oh, okay. They 
are kind of known for deplatforming people speaking at universities that might have different opinions. Mm. And, and there doesn't seem to be much room for discussion in their way of going about things. It's a, it's thing is, I, I think it all comes from a really, really good progressive place, you know, um, yeah. you know, equal, e- you know, equal rights for between, me- between the genders, you know, uh, trans rights, um, ending racism, talking about capitalism and things like that. All really important conversations to have. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But just the way that they seem to be going about it and like <coughs> trying to like get, like comedians like shut down because they told a joke about I don't know a trans person or something or letting yeah. off air horns and things like that. It, 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 they seem to be sacrificing freedom of speech for their own ideology. Yeah, which uh, that that's how I see it. I mean, I could be wrong, but there, there's just very much this big culture of shouting and screaming about these things are not are not promoting discussion and for me that i find that quite worrying yeah uh, you know um you know when, when you when you had this uh, this bloke in scotland marcus meekin you know uh, count tankula getting arrested over a, a, an offensive i say very quotes youtube video yeah and getting a criminal record over it um there's a real it's been something something that's been on my mind recently mm. and uh, and it's it's worrying yeah uh so that's an absolute bloody tangent. I, you know, no, I, I, like, cool, like I say, I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, I, I could well be wrong, but that, that is how I, how I see it. My main issue is not promoting discussion and trying to like attack people for having different opinions. Yes, yeah, instead instant of shoot debating them and yeah, and the deplatforming and it, it gets particularly egregious with art when you get artists getting in trouble or for just for things that they. Just say, you know, not every joke's going to land with everyone all the no, time. No. And if you, yeah, and and just trying to take away someone's livelihood or like someone's business or someone's TV show over something like that, I just find it so, so odd. And it, it very much reflects back into social media. Absolutely. And I'm not sure where it's going. Yeah, I think I'm I'm very along the philosophy philosophy of um, Ricky Gervais. Um, I think we've got a lot to learn from that man. He's an excellent um, comedian and um, to, to some extent philosopher. I mean, I don't know if you've seen his sort of um, videos on like religion and, and that sort of thing, but he, he puts it very, very nice. Um, but I think he's still very accepting of people that obviously have these different um, opinions. And uh, he, he tried to get his point across, and I think he's one of his uh, the, the most recent stand-up show he'd done a couple of years ago on Netflix. And it was just like... Um, if there's a joke that's funny, say it. And that if, if people want to take offence, you know, let them take offence. But at the, at the core of you, you know what your own views and beliefs are. But if it's up to other people's uh, judgment on how you say something, how you word something, then let them, let them be like that. And I think that's something I say is I, I, I sort of go along with quite, quite a lot as well. Because people that know me know my views. But mm. at the same time, I still joke about if it's funny. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan. Yeah. Right? He's he's not my favourite comedian, but he's one of the few UK comics out there that will sort of stand up for freedom of speech. Yeah, um, I, I think he's pretty much one. He's from what I can tell, he's pretty much the only major British comedian that has supported Count Dankula over this whole debacle. Um, uh, which yeah, no, I, I think he's doing very valuable work. Uh, Stephen Fry's awesome for that as well. Yeah, he's he's uh, insanely clever, isn't he? 
He's yeah, so and also, clever. Yeah, and also being um, being a, a gay gentleman and a Jewish gentleman. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he knows what it's like to have people being bigoted against him, and at no point would you know is, is he saying that humor's the problem. Yeah. So I think that's really really important to to take to take note of. Um, I don't know. I think it's all um, a, a lot of this very uh, sort of delicate highly offended sort of culture i think it largely comes from a, a place of compassion and caring and trying to be on the right side of history yeah but it just seems to be have been getting into sort of perverted into something that it's kind of like becoming the monster that it's supposed to be fighting you know what i mean yeah as yeah. in it, it's, it's being like intolerant and aggressive and all these things and just because you feel like you're writing your ideas doesn't give you an excuse to deplatform someone or shout someone down or take yeah. someone's job away or even get get someone arrested over something yeah that they uh that they've said you know it just just with the uh, with the clear intent of trying to make people laugh it's it's messed up man it's messed up and we need to and th- that's why i i love your material so much because it's just so fun and irreverent Oh, thanks. And, yeah, yeah, and it and, and it's not like not 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 you're particularly political or anything. You're you're just trolling, you know, the five G stuff. But I think it's so good just to have that out there and just sort of just just basically being a bit, uh, yeah, just fucking around. Yeah, yeah. I've, you know. I think we do. I think we do that in um a way that doesn't uh, appear offense uh, like not offensive because obviously people people's own perception of things will make it offensive to them if it's not yeah even if it's right or wrong but i think um a lot of people have had the ability to sort of sympathize with what we're doing like for example on that on that reddit a lot of people are like these guys are like jokers and you know everything like that and it's clear that they're taking a piss saying boycott five guys on them you, do you know what i mean it's like because <laughs> yeah. ben looked like a tubby tubby in the end you know he had a tin foil hat on and he had like a piece of paper across his middle section looking like a telly tubby and if anything, I look like the the sun from from that little <laughs> that little sun baby for, uh, from <laughs> from that. When I have a clean, fresh save, anyway, I've got to have a little bit of stuff where I want to look too Billy soft. But um, you know, I think I think our material does sort of sort of embrace all of that, but doesn't do it in a way which people will see aggressive. <laughs> I'm a big big fan of how how you guys are going on about it uh, about it. So uh, 
Let's go back to music a little bit because I've kind of derailed this a little bit by going into uh, no, it's fun, man. political it's... correctness and, and yes. all this sort of all this sort of shit. I'm not actually that political. No, normally. I just I just ha- <laughs> I hate I hate seeing people getting silenced. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that that's my two cents of it. You know, if if you're listening and you disagree to what I'm saying, awesome. Um. You know. I, I'm not going to get offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get offended. I recommend that you might try the same attitude. You'll smile more and you'll live longer. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when so you get hit so by a bus, 5- careful for buses. <laughs> yeah, be careful for buses. Uh, when's uh, when's five G coming out? Uh, so um, we we <laughs> it wasn't meant, originally meant to be today uh, when we uh, first announced it. Um, and then we pushed it back to um, the 26th for like a day or two. And then we're like, actually, no, let's give it to the 3rd of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're keeping it quite open. Um, I think yeah. the, as opposed to the, the previous free quarantine-esque tracks, um, they they were very sort of um, relevant to, to the cultural position at the time you know panic buyers theme for example everybody panic buying needs to get it out quick mm. uh jog to yeah. leisure that was as soon as they announced you know um uh you know you can only go out for, for one form of exercise for a day and it was just a piss take of uh what if you went out for your second jog of the day you know you started to go yeah. to women's houses and sneak in for their windows and that sort of thing um <laughs> and then and then quarantine trip was was about um sort of our well, mainly Ben's, but mainly our experience of of psychedelics during this this time, and and um, sort of exaggerating what would happen if if you went on a really uh, extravagant, hard um, psychedelic trip during quarantine. Quarantine, um, and then five G is is not not one of the most relevant um, in terms of this quarantine project we got going on, but. Um, uh, we we've sort of referenced it in a way, so I think we've got a lot of flexibility around this release. So we want to make sure for this one that this gets the the right quality control. Because um, initially the project we were it's a bit of a weird one. The pro- the project itself we as soon as lockdown hit, because we we said to ourselves as soon uh, New Year's Eve we said to ourselves that this is the year that we we have a big uplift which obviously we're seeing to to some extent thus far, which is great. And we just didn't want to let ourselves be bound to, um, you know, what's what's happened by lockdown. So we went to Picture Collective and said, we've got this idea where we release one track every week. Um, and it would be filming it on a weekend, getting it mixed and mastered, start the next track creationally, and then upload it for distributor and it was just going to be very very quick fire and then we sort of pulled back a little bit more and thought actually no we need to sort of moderate a little bit more so we can actually make sure we're not just pushing it out just for the sake of pushing it out which sort of links back to our points made about social media and algorithms earlier you know the more content you have which i think we were a bit more conscious of and then we gradually just slowed up and just thought we'd just take a bit more time on it but still keep the sort of stream of content coming through but as long as we're certainly happy with it and the the fact 5G is is probably going to be in our own opinion the best biggest track potentially out of all four so far. Um, oh wow! We wanted it to to be really sort of quality control. I mean, I'm really trying to make sure the mix down and master is tight on this one. I mean, we, we 
because of how quick the previous ones came out, we had to make sacrifices, like like mentioned earlier. So that would the the mixdowns and masters are we're we're happy with them, but we know we would we if we would have had given more time, like an extra month or so, which usually happens. I mean, usually people write a single and take two or three months to release it to go through that quality control. Um, we we would have made sure we had a bit of a better mix down, but um, we just wanted to make sure that they translate well on different systems. Um, and when I listen when, when I listen to the mixes now, I'm just like, fuck, that kick could come up <laughs> two decibels <laughs> extra, man. What? Well, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're we're very very happy with it thus far. Maybe we might do a remix and remaster once we release the mixtape, um, which we're not too sure when it's coming out yet. But yeah, that's that's. Uh, I've tangented again a little bit, but I can't remember what your original question no, was. No, Could no, no. This, this is exactly on point. This is exactly on point, dude. We, we, okay. we don't need to worry about tangents. We don't need to worry about tangents. Uh, it's all uh, cool. it's, it's like It's like what I mentioned earlier, um, about that ADHD penguins thing. Yeah. Yes. Before we get on to that, okay. before we get on to that, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the song. Don't worry. We're, we're going to okay. talk about the penguins. I'm dying to talk uh, about penguins, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All in good time. All in good time. Right, I'm so uh, but, excited. I uh, know, yeah, well, I'm excited about 5G as well, man, especially if it's giving Ben chlamydia. I am, I am down with it. Uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, like, although it's not necessarily, like, directly linked into the uh, lockdown, uh, like, your other three songs are, mm. I think it's still, it's very much within keeping of that tone, you know, of what we're dealing with as a, as a society. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, when it actually comes to 5G, I've not heard any anything about it being, like, um, as sinister as people are saying it's going to be, mm. but um, I've not really looked into it that much, uh, to be honest. With you. But it still like seems like a really fun topic to write a song about. Yeah, I think I think it's benefited from the fact that I mean the way in which it's somewhat linked into to coronavirus. A lot of conspiracy theorists saying you know um, that they think five G is giving them coronavirus or. It's the gamma rays irradiated from the towers, which are making people cough. And then they're going to bring out an antidote in which they're going to give you the vaccine for it. And then you're going to be microchips at the same time, like that sort of thing. Um, it's it's given us such a, a way which we can do what, what we do in usual fashion and just exaggerate the fuck out of it. Because that's all we do. Yeah. We just play on little things, mm. be it instrumental, be it lyric wise, where we can just we can just completely exaggerate. Um, yeah anything that's that's given to us and um yeah i think it, it, yeah. it the subject lays a great founda- foundation for that you know yeah the, the sort of like the humor of it sort of reminds me a little bit of sort of trolling you get on uh 4chan and reddit and things yeah. like that sort of like it it seems like a little bit like internet culture you know how you, you yeah know, you just sort of say you're just kind of being like kind of wacky and irreverent and like playing about and you know with, with these sort of conspiracy theories if they are quite fun when you're not you know, taking them literally. So yeah, I yeah. think I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, uh, bo- unless yeah. unless you are sincere about uh, the theories about five G, in which case, you know, God love you. <laughs> well, my gecko still hasn't come home yet, so I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. no. Oh dear. Maybe maybe he's the. Uh, so I thought for a really shit joke there, but I couldn't even make that work in my head, so I'm going to drop it. <laughs> so, so, so about, something about using him as, because as, it's G, like Gecko, begins with G. Maybe he was like the last G that they needed to make 5G. The way your face was when you said that, it was just, it was just like you, you I could just see the, 
the the walls break down in your mind just as soon as yeah. you realise. It was just like you you say but you've got to say it with such conviction, and I just you go yeah. Uh, oh, that's a really shit joke. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Even by my standards, that sucked. Oh man, <laughs> don't worry. Shit jokes galore, man. I'm I'm full of shit jokes. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I do joke. have power. I I do have the power of editing this, but I'm just gonna leave it in. I yeah, don't, I don't wanna don't want, don't want to bitch out and try and make myself cool than I actually am. Because I'll fucking <laughs> fail. But 5G, I'm super looking forward to that. I think the, the three uh, songs that you have dropped. Uh, this last few moments have been really, really outstanding, man. Thank you. Means a lot. I've, uh, I, and I think that, yeah, uh, they've all got their own, like, charm. So um, I'm kind of going through, like, which one's my favourite. You know, yeah. right now, I think Qua- yeah. I think Quantrip's, Quantrip, I think, right now, is my favourite one. Really? Was, uh, That's interesting. Yeah, I was, I was walking back from the uh, shops today, just uh, listening to it, and I found myself walking in time to the chorus. It was weird. Yeah, <laughs> I... I, I, I I think uh, it's so hard because they're three very different tracks, but they somewhat. Um, this fucking pop filter, what's going on? Oh, that's better. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're three very, very dif- different tracks, and uh, I think all of them have their own unique feeling while still being sort of cohesive at the same time. And mm. oh, I don't know. I, oh, I, I don't know what. If I had to put money on it, I don't know what I would go for because they. They've Quarren Trip. I love um, the the chorus. You know, oh fuck, Mother Nature as a little <laughs> concubine or whatever he says. I see. I've heard the lyrics so many times. I still don't remember. I'm shit at the lyrics. But um, <laughs> the, the way I made that is, I just made this complete wall of vocoders. It's a very sort of like Daft Punk, you know, voice. Uh, what's it called? The voice box things. What they play it in? Um, yeah. But. Um, I just wanted to make this wall and it just gave this super robotic sound, which I love. Um, and then the ending of Crying Trip is just, just beautiful, you know, just that little high simps. <laughs> Jog 2 is cool. I mean, I mixed that, I mixed most of these down. I had like some weird ear infection at the same time, so I'm quite happy the mix sound is okay as it yeah. uh, did. But I tonsillitis like this at the beginning of the year and it's been messing up my sinuses ever since and like, Especially during Jog 2, I think my whole left ear was just complete. I couldn't really hear anything. Had like oh, I've s- had that. Yeah, severe hyperacusis as well. So I was really sensitive to certain sounds, which is Ooh, awful. Weird. But, um, but yeah, I think Panic Vise is probably my favourite. Then Quarren Trip, then Jog 2. Ah, right. But l- l- like you said, you're happy to change your opinion. So yeah, this time tomorrow... Could be Quarren Trip, Jog 2, Panic Vise. Yeah, yeah, or... Panic buys Jog Two Quarren Trip. Who knows? Yeah, or 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 or, or Jog Two Jog Two Jog Two Panic buys Quarren Trip, and then five G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you sound uh, really amped up for five G. So um, yeah, it's going to be a big track. Forward, looking forward to hearing that, man. It's going to be the most commercially viable one out of all three. Um, have you? I don't think I don't think we sent you it. Have you? Have we? We should have sent you it. 5G. Uh, no, no, I've, 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 I've not heard it yet. But, oh, oh yeah, if, if you fancy, I'll ping oh, it if you fancy, yeah, if you fancy pinging it across, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'd be d- delighted to get a, get a little, get a little, uh, little, little glimmer of that. Well, oh, actually, I, I need to plug the, um, the remix. So, um, I do a lot of drum and bass production as well. Um, I initially when I started producing, I was a house and drum and bass producer. That was like ten years ago. I started producing now, but, um. I have a drum and bass alias called Sniffer, 
and um, nice, nice, yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, sniff out. Um, and basically, at the same time, I done a remix because of the sort of drum and bassiness of, um, you know, how Panic Bias has these elements where it's sort of very jungly and drum and bass, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one has a bit more sort of embraceness of the of the drum and bass sort of sound and we've gone for a very sort of in in sync commercial drum and bass feel at, at some points of it so it embraces it a lot more and then during the production of it there was this point in the track which i just wanted to exploit even further so in, it, i've actually made a whole another track which is a sniffer drum and bass remix which would be dropped at the same time um, no music video or anything like that, but um, I've got quite a long list of DJ promo stuff now, so I'm going to send it out and hopefully that should do the rounds. Um, it's it's a very, very rave-worthy tune. Um, nice. So yeah, I'll send you that as well so you can drop it in. Yeah, nice man. Yeah, awesome. Have you um, asked um, Chris about getting on uh, five songs yet for 5G? No, no, we haven't actually. We should probably do that. Yeah, yeah, he he'd absolutely uh, he'd absolutely uh, uh, play play on his show. So yeah, that that that'll be a worthwhile worthwhile thing to do. Six, six, six. Okay. And yeah, so let's get on to these ADHD penguins that you were mentioning. Yeah, so I before think... we went on, if you're happy to move on, that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll probably tangent back to it at some point. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's basically like you probably tell by the way I speak, but I I reckon. And my mum does. My my mum refutes this, but I I reckon I've got some sort of ADHD or something because that my brain just doesn't. My brain just thinks about different stuff. I'm always in my head, and I'm always. You can sort of hear from the music that my brain just keeps going and going and going. So rather than a lot of my tunes before Ben sort of comes in and structures helps me structure them, would just be something then a more exaggerated version more exaggerated version more exa- exaggerated version then it'd be completely different then back to an even more exaggerated version so it just and and it's it sort of revolves in the way that i i sort of speak as well i find it very hard to sort of talk on subject about things sometimes and just say stuff just for the sake of saying saying it you know but these this adhd penguins is like a youtube video of my brain and a lot of people's brains where it's it's like it's set up as this documentary where it talks about these are the penguins of the Arctic ice, like that sort of thing. And it's like, but I also rode my bike into work this morning, which I really enjoyed the bike ride. But these penguins do not have bikes. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's like a visual representation of my brain. And it goes, oh, oh no, I've not had my morning coffee yet. Let me go get a morning coffee. And then it comes back and then it's like, it's just stupid stuff where it just completely goes off subjects and it's so funny. It's just like, fuck, that's my brain in a video, you know? <laughs> um, definitely give it a watch. It's only about three minutes yeah. long, but it's quite it's quite entertaining. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't go as... I, I, I'm not a doctor, so I, I'm not going to say anything, but that sort of way of thinking, yeah. call it ADHD or whatever, um, <clears throat> it seems to be quite a common thing with creative people. Yeah. To you know, just sort of be thinking about things in depth in a kind of a dip, like kind of thinking like in depth of like tiny little things that don't seem that important, or just kind of combining different ideas in ways you wouldn't wouldn't have thought of. I think that sort of comes to the territory of being creative. I think yeah. you know, you're just looking at things in a different way. So I think that it's it's not something to be worried about. I think that's something that you could sort of 
embrace, you know? As yeah. long as it's not making you unhappy. No, it doesn't make me unhappy. I, I, I really enjoy it. Sorry, really, cool. really well, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, let your freak flag fly, brother. Yes, man, I'm an absolute freak. My second job today linked a girl from Tinder Bop round the same block, I get to know her How will we get? Gotta think the logistics We try and arrange to get my stick in Look casual skipping near her place at midnight Dive into her bushes, it's safe in her garden Look round the corner and the pods are tailing Pop up the pestilence oh, I dash out your flowers flailing We have crumbled our prevalence sort of curious to know about because i suck at making music with computers and daws and everything yeah. like that i'd be and obviously that's your thing so i'd be really interested just to ask you kind of a bit of a broad question but about but what i would like to know is how you get started with a bj's track uh obviously i know it's there's not it's unlike there's going to be a typical way you know step-by-step kind of thing but yeah really like to know if you can give me a and our listeners like a bit of a bit of a overview of, of how you get get going. Um, it's it's a bit of a weird one. So I I literally just go with the flow, and uh, because I've got so many different um, sort of projects that I do. So I've got my sniffer drum and bass. I've got BJ's, and then I've got a sort of collection of other sort of more housey, um, bassline sort of UK garage type feel projects as well and then i've also got my own sort of electronic in independent like independent electronic sort of alternative stuff as well sort of similar to bj's but in a more sort of uh gorilla z fashion um i i don't really it's it's left off less often now that i sit down in front of my computer and go right i'm gonna make a drum and bass tune today or I'm going to make a BJ's track today. And I just sort of found myself naturally going through phases. So at the moment, I'm on quite a big drum and bass phase because I've been mixing and mastering um, 5G, uh, which obviously has very sort of drum and bassy feels. So it's put me back into the sort of, I want to make drum and bass a little bit. <laughs> and then I've just been sort of naturally writing that sort of stuff and getting those ideas in my head. Um, but usually it just, it just BJ's tracks start from experimentation. And I just, just open a project, whatever tempo, and then just, drag drop stuff in just make some weird sounds and then it just sort of builds from there and then that will then dictate where i go in terms of a compositional point of view and i think that's how i can sort of write quite a lot of um content very very quickly because sometimes the way i see the track evolve in my mind will then 
have different versions of it like like 5g for example it's going a bit more sort of drum and bass variation i i made a techno version of it last night so it's really nice. weird because i just hear these things and i just roll with it and then um a lot of bj stuff comes from just being completely not bound to anything be it tempos um time signatures uh bar measurements and then I just go with different sounds. And then, for example, Panic Buyers, you know, goes from being hard jungle to being techno, like really fast techno, that do, 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 do at the end, but then has a drum and bass bass in it. So it's, it's, hard, it's hard to answer that question because I just don't have, I don't have a single way of producing. I find, um, I know what my sound is in terms of my different projects, but I think there's always like that progression, like there's always so much better it can get. And... Um. Yeah, I just I just find myself experimenting more and just let the track sort of evolve into itself. I mean, I go through production phases, so I would do one production process for a certain period of time, and then I'll find I'll be producing in a different way. Be it putting a drum kit for an amp, and then just making it sound really boxy, and then that would be my phase over, over the next sort of time. So my sort of timbre has phases where it shifts, which I don't know why it does okay. it because I don't actually listen to a lot of music, believe it or not. I rarely rarely listen to music. So I don't know where I've got this sort of different ear for things. So what, you just sort of try out different approaches to your production and your sound design. Say, like, for the example you just used of putting a drum kit through a guitar amp, and then yeah. that might be your sound for a little while, and then you might get kind of tired. That might start feeling a little bit tired for you, then you might try something else, and then making that the basis of a new epoch, but... It's all. It sounds like it could be quite cumulative, if that makes sense. You've got yeah. all these different, these different sort of mixes or sounds or ideas, and then you can just kind of either throw them on top of each other or use them as different sections. I, I hear a lot of that in in your music, like how you're saying how you change styles in, uh, in uh, Panic Buyers, for example. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's. It seems to be like quite a lot of songs within one. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It'll start off with this sort of mood, and then it'll go to something else. It's a bit like a to do a sort of comparison from my world. It reminds me of, it reminds me of Pixies a little bit. Okay, you know the old the old uh, grunge band from like the late eighties, early nineties. Heard uh, a couple of their stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know the songs, but yeah, it kind of goes from like light, uh, quiet, loud, angry, soft, or um, you know the actually uh, or, or another good example uh, that kind of makes me think of is a uh, Chop Suey by System of a Down. I think I've heard it, yeah. It's got like a really heavy intro, like heavy verse, and like really like melodic, sad chorus, and it goes back yeah. into this sort of up tempo, really. Yeah, but it all works as one song. Uh, you know, it's got moshy verses, but a swayy verse, and it all kind of like the, the two styles cross over at the end. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that's an apt comparison, but that's where my mind jumped to, anyways. Yeah, we 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 think a lot of Radiohead comes through in our stuff as well. The way mm. like um, Paranoid Android, that sort of the way it evolves. That, that's a really good example. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I like Radiohead. I don't listen to them too often, along with the f- like because I go through phases of just listening to different stuff. But um, I, I really do like Radiohead, sort of. Because Tom York is a big inspiration for me as well, just because he's got his sounds. 
you know, he's got all of these, he's got his Radiohead sound, he's got his own solo material sound, and he's got his sort of um, Atoms for Peace band sound, and um, D- Damon Orban's uh, like my, um, like, musical idol, so to speak, he's the reason I write music, and he's got all of this different sounds in his project, be it The Good, Bad and The Cream, be it Gorillaz, or his own solo material, or in Blur, um, and I think that's just something that I've, I think I've adopted, and got that sort of, I expect music to change, and I've got a really short attention span, so I don't, like, I'd rather have a two-minute track than a four-minute track, but if, if I can't keep it interesting enough, I'd rather, I'd rather have it a minute long. That's you know? really cool. Yeah. I, I, I never would have guessed um, Radiohead be, being an influence, although, now you mention it, I can see exactly where you're, yeah. where you're coming from. That, that's why I really like talking about influences, because it's not just about taking an artist that you like or that you find inspiring and then just copying them it's about sort of taking their sort of ideas and their methods and applying it to your own material yeah which i think I, it's, it sort of sounds like that's what you've done with with radiohead and damon alburn yeah i think because, sorry carry on no 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 that that, that, that was okay. my point i was just gonna say like um i think i had my phase of trying to copy people when i first started production i first started in 2011 so i think nearly 10 years is it 2011 was it it was either 2011 or 2013 no i think it was 2013 actually so i think that's like what seven eight years ago and mm. um i had my phase of trying to want to sound like people and then it started off the reason why i got into electronic music production was actually through dead mouse you know dead mouse mm-hmm. i mean um, i'm not amazingly familiar uh with his stuff i'm aware of him yeah, yeah. So um, he used to back in the day because I, I used to love his music. Um, some very, very good albums he's got. Um, uh, I think it's. I think my favorite album of his is Four Times Four Equals Twelve. I think is the title name. But um, it was he used to go on uh, a website called UStream, which I don't know if it's about anymore. It's a bit like Twitch, where you can sort of like share your screen and then have a FaceTime camera and then you can put it on put it online. And he just used to sit there all day on Ustream and he would just write music and it just really confused me that the guy was sat in front of his computer making all of these weird sounds like because I've always thought you know it'd be it would be a big music studio where you pay hundreds of thousands of pounds and if you're not if you're not in that sort of scene then you're not in it like that's that's it you you know you, you there's no door for you to go in um mm-hmm. so that opened my mind that literally you could just have your computer and a pair of headphones and do stuff and then I was already a massive fan of Damon Albarn and then I went through my phase of trying to sound just like Dead Mouse, and I went through about three four years of just trying to make progressive house music and I was really into drum and bass at the time as well so I was making loads of progressive house and then making drum and bass so it was quite regular for me to switch between different sounds and try to make try to copy people and then um, I took a couple of years off producing not not a couple of years off but just I just thought it would just be a cool hobby just to like make a little beat, show your friends and then that'll be it. You go to work, you know, you, you do, do your day job, see your missus or whatever. And then, um, and then obviously Ben came back from uni and stuff and it just all picked up. And then I just found myself in a position where I could just write loads of different music at the drop of a hat um, with my own sort of flavour, so to speak, you know, because I've had the experience of writing different genres, trying to copy people, I've then absorbed mm. that. And I think I think it's good to copy people as a learning process, but not as a, um, uh, you know, as a promotional marketing process. I think it's very important that you don't try to copy people. 
but at least give a nod, at least have a nod to yeah. somebody in, in something, which is why, why we sort of influenced by Death Grips a lot um, mm. in our sounds. Yeah, it's interesting how you talk, uh, how people talk about finding their voice in anything creative. In my head, anyways, it kind of seems um, I sort of see it in the way that you sort of explain it, as in you were into, say, Dead Mouse, and then you were kind of like trying to sort of naturally sound like that because that's what you sort of trying to do. You try and sound yeah. like your influences, but at the same time, you were influenced by Damon Albarn, and you were into drum and bass as well, and then. Because whenever you're doing these sort of styles, it's always, there's always going to be your fingerprints always going to be on it. Yeah. And then when you sort of like do all these, the differences between these sort of like lanes, if it, of say maybe you've got a dead mouse lane, a drum and bass lane, a Damon Almond lane. Yeah. Over time, they just sort of those walls seem to break down, and it all kind of seems to come together. But it's all got your fingerprints on it, so then that yeah. kind of becomes you. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of it comes from just, a lot of it comes from the learning process as well of um, experimentation because I absolutely hate, um, it sounds stupid, but I hate music theory. I, th- I hate, is- I hate, um, I, I love science, but I'm not a geek or nerd or anything. Obviously, I wear glasses, but like, I can take them off like, and I'm not a good. Never know I'm geeking up, bro. It's all good. It's all love. Well, thank God it's not a video call, eh? So, you know, it's a podcast. Can't you see my face? Balaclava. Um, but, like, um, with your... The, the Just the process of learning... Uh, for example, my go-to synthesizer is massive. And I couldn't tell you shit about... Um, I mean, you've got something called uh, subtractive synthesis and, like, granular synthesis and all of that. And I know... Like, I got an idea of how it works, but... I couldn't sit there and go, this would do this to the waveform or this would do this to the waveform. I know if you twiddle this knob, you'll get this sound as a result. But if you do that, it would go like, whoop. Like, yeah. <laughs> it would just it would go, it would go right all. And then after that, yeah. if you put that for a saturator and then for an amp, you'll get this sound. And then you, it, it works in a very sort of practical way. And I don't really like theory. I like to know enough theory to just do what I need to do. Um, like the only thing I know about scales is majors, tone, tone, semitone, tone, 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 semitone. And minors, tone, Semitone, tone, tone, semitone, tone, tone. All right, go on. You know that. I don't. I, I, no? I don't think about scales in that way uh, at that's, all. That's all it, I mean, it is for me. I don't know anything I'd about be able triads to, I'd be or able any to, shit. Yeah. I'd be able to tell you, but I'd have to stop and think, and I'd sound stupid, and I'd probably still get it wrong. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I quite like my theory, but that's uh, what what I do completely understand is everyone's kind of got their own, their own relationship with it. Yeah. Uh, some people absolutely just won't go anywhere near it. Others really get into it and uh, really influences how how they write and how they work and everything like that. Um, you know, I think like learning. I personally think. Uh, I mean, we can agree to disagree on this. You know, I'm not married to it. Like, uh, I think yeah. like learning uh, learning like musical theory, like harmony and rhythms and everything like that, will make life a lot easier. And understanding how put, things are put together, or at least having an idea. Uh, but it, I can, for me, it's all done with a very practical mindset. Like, oh, okay, yeah. this cer- cer- certain chord is kind of evocative of that. Um, it's not about like learning the rules so you can follow them. It's just you learning the rules. You just it's just kind of like understanding how your cars put together. You know, yes, that's how I see it. Yeah, um, it, it, it's it's completely functional and completely. 
and uh, I, I, I quite enjoy it as well. A little, just a, just a little bit. It's not my favourite thing. Uh, <laughs> it's not my favourite thing in the world, but I'm, I'm really glad that I, that I did my theory lessons and everything. But I know plenty of great creative musicians such as yourself that just don't vibe with it. But it's, it's not to say that like we think about things in different ways. I think, like, yeah, you, you, you know. And when it comes to tech, anyways, I've very much got that attitude of, oh, okay, doing this will make it sound like that. Yeah. You know, so... I think it depends it, it, how your brain works, isn't it? Because my, I've, because of the way my brain works, um, I've I've got the personality which um, it's either one extreme or the other, and I can't seem to find a middle ground. Or, or, or at least I, I try to, and sometimes it works, but for the most part, it's either one upstream or the other. It's either I have 20 cigarettes a day or I have no cigarettes a day. There's no sort of in-between. Um, it's either I have five beers or I don't drink at all. And yeah. I think my my worry is is that I've, I've tried to learn a little bit of music theory. I bought that music theory for Dummies book, but I was too dumb to read the book. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think my concern is that if I start to learn more music theory then I want to try to implement it too much. And I think that might inhibit my creative ability to to be able to use my ear. Because I've always had an an ear for how things work. I've always known mm. What, mm. if something doesn't sound in key, then I know it's not in key because my ear tells me it's not in key. And mm. um, I mean, I, I write chords and then Ben sometimes comes in and goes, you know, you've used a really like jazzy, complex chord. I'm like, don't know what you mean, but thanks, mate. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. I think the worry is is that if I try to to do that sort of thing, I might just I might just become too extreme with yeah. it. I've heard that argument before um, and yeah I don't really have a good answer to it to be honest with you mm. um, I yeah I, I completely get where you're coming from um, and you've got uh, so I'm, I'm listening to a lot of Nirvana at the minute okay and Kurt Cobain famously didn't know any music theory at all did he not I didn't know that no no no, no not even a little bit uh, I think he knew a few chord names on his guitar and I think that was it yeah uh, but uh, when you get there was a really good analysis by a guy called uh, Rick Biardo, who has this massive YouTube channel. He just takes these like really famous songs apart, and he's also um, recommend people to go check him out. I don't really think it might be your, it might not be your bag, Jacob, but okay. give it a pop if you fancy. 
Eh, but it's really cool because he's in his studio and he has the original stems from these really famous songs so he can solo these parts and see how they all interact with each other and kind of okay. reverse engineer the song basically which oh right okay I um, this is not me pitching you knowing about theory it's absolutely not <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just kind of saying it more of an, as an anecdote than anything yeah uh, but they would he was do having a look at Smells Like Teen Spirit right and looking at how the melody interacted with the chords underneath and how just the certain melody notes when it, on chord changes would create these like really complex jazz chords, basically. Okay. And he was playing it out on a piano, you know, his left hand do, doing the guitar power chords and his right hand doing the melody. <coughs> and just the, I can't remember any, any of the voicings that, that, that were named, but they were really like complex, um, beautiful harmonies. And when they're all slowed down on a, just on a piano, it just sounds so haunting. Um, okay. It, really beautiful so but that is a guy who knew absolutely nothing about music theory yeah so uh, you know um, I, I don't have a satisfying answer about whether you should or shouldn't it is it's the, okay uh, sure. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> looking for an answer if it helps <laughs> yeah but yeah so yeah I do get where you're coming from when you're saying like you know if you took on theory it might you might think overthink things a little bit and I, yeah. I you know what that, that has happened to me but that was my own fault as a not very creative musician at the time. I just <laughs> got all into key signatures and just and not really thinking about playing with flair or heart or anything you know, like that. But that's because yeah. I was 18 at the time and really, 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 really stupid. Um, <laughs> what? So I don't, <laughs> oh no, I was just I was just a dumbass when I was 18. Oh um, right, I think we all, all all were. I think to some extent that's why we're musicians because we're not very good at anything <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that is that is super true. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm looking to to found it. I could just stick at doing music and kind of make it all all work out, you know, man. Mm. Uh, it's interesting actually what you say in terms of um people like breaking stuff down on pianos because I've been saying this to Ben for ages. Like, like if we got people who are more than welcome to if they listen to this and think oh, I want to do it, but I'll be so intrigued to hear people's renditions of my tracks which I've always seen in my brain as being Ableton on my computer with me with a synthesizer if someone took it and put some parts through a piano and played it on the guitar and sang to it and or maybe sang it very differently I, you know I think I think I'll probably break down crying or something I said to Ben imagine <laughs> like cause there's some riffs where I write um, like our next song um, after 5G um it's very, very different to what you... I might send you... A, I don't know if I'm going to tease you and send it a clip, but basically it's, it's oh, the most... Do. Maybe, maybe, but it's, it's a very... A, it, it's, your, it's, it's your call. It, it's, it will be safe with me, Jacob. I do oh, promise you're you. You're not going to leak you know? it. You're not going to leak it to the people of Reddit. I'm not even on Reddit, bro. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, you know, um, you know, don't leak it to MySpace then. <laughs> but, um, but it's... It is probably, in our opinions, the most beautiful, and and the the a couple of people that we played it to, it's the most beautiful, beautiful song we've ever written instrumentally and lyrically. Um, and if we had someone play that on piano, I think I just couldn't, because it's something that I can't envision myself. Because when you play something on piano in in your door, you know, it's, it doesn't sound like an original piano. You haven't got a sort of velocity of where you play different keys, the release of the release mm. pedal on a piano. And I think if somebody played our music through uh, any form of or or acoustic acoustic sort of thing i think i'll be very sort of emotional you know because it's, yeah. it's something that 
something that we've worked very hard on. I mean, we've we spent a lot of time investing into the creative process. To see somebody do something like that would be amazing. So if you're listening and you and you like our music and you can play an instrument, we'll be more than happy and very uh, emotional to see something be sent our way, which would be great to see. So if you're listening and you're interested, hit us up. Yeah, that would be awesome to hear. Mm. I mean, I'm not... You don't want to hear me playing piano. It's not going to be. It's not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I, I might. Might give it a stab on on the guitar, but do it, man. I'll. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'm. Uh, no. No promises. Oh, <laughs> uh, you do Quarren Trip if you'd like. Do Quarren Trip. Yeah. Oh well. Thing is, though, I would need like a whole band. My, yeah. my thing is, is is playing in a loud band. Yeah. You know, uh, strip back a, a solo acoustic and things like that is like. That's the sort of skill that I don't really. I'd go busking every now and again, but yeah. I'm not. You know, like um, I I'm not going to do a Jeff Buckley on it or anything like that. That's just not my. That's I know me, and that's not within my skill set. You know. I think everybody but, has their own sort of way of how they. What their creative process is, you know, with like with myself, mm. I I am, um, believe it or not, within, BJ's, I I I have to have my own solo process, of 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 what we what we write um and i think ben's the same because there's some people that i've tried to work and collaborate with before in the past and i don't know if this was just maybe a limitation of my mu- musicianship at the time but i i've i struggle very very much to collaborate with people because i i if something sounds right to me i'll trust my ear rather than somebody else's voice so i'd mm-hmm. rather trust my ear because i know what's right and wrong um unless it's shown to me to prove me wrong and that's the sort of way we work it in BJ's is that I will write a full track or majority of a track or get something, a big, big concept ready. And then Ben would pick up on it through listening in the other room with his, through my speakers and stuff like that. And then he goes, right, I want that one. And then send it to him. And then he writes his lyrics, which I have no involvement with at all, uh, bar the odd sort of change in a word to make it sit better as he does with, with myself and then he'll come back and go right you need to structure it like this 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 and this um so it's very very much both a solo um voyage and then we sort of convene at the end and then the last part of the writing process is probably the most collaborative um which is where we sort of get the track of which you know i've done 40 percent ben's done 40 percent by his lyrics and my production and then for the last twenty percent, we'll sort of just ba- bounce it between each other. He'll come sit in here, and we'll work on it. And then that's very same for mixing and mastering. Where I'll get mix and master done, send it to him. He goes, right, that's too loud. That's too quiet. Turn that up. So, uh, like some people prefer to be collaborative from the get go. Like, like it sounds like yourself. You know, you prefer to be sort of in the band, getting the vibe going. Um, I've tr- I've been in like live jam situations at the, at the Pitcher House, and sometimes I just don't feel like I'm there. Because hmm. I know my brain, I know my environment, I know my, my my equipment, and it just doesn't work. And I think Damon Albarn's, because um, I've watched the great thing about Gorillas and everything Damon does, is that he literally documents all of it. And I wish we'd done something along the the lines where, you know, they make a film about the album, about the recording process of the album, and then the touring of the album, um, and then. Um, yeah, you can sort of see from the get-go he's a very collaborative person. He goes off the vibe of the other person and unfortunately it just doesn't really work like that for me at this current point in time. You know? mm. so it could change, change, though. Could change. Could change. 
Good change, but I think it's very important to know what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. Yeah. There's a, it could be a real problem to force something, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, try and force a jam or try and force a vibe or yeah, something like that. I think uh, for me, is I quite like having the song as like a finished product when I t- take it to the guys, in my head anyways. Yeah. As in, like I'll sequence the drums and bass parts and record some guitar over it and record vocals and get all my lyrics down and everything and be like, right, this is a structure. This is that. I mean, I, I'm not married to it because, you know, Harry will understand a drum kit much better than I do. Yeah. Joe understands bass guitar much better than I do. So I just write really simple parts as uh, like a like a like a framework. Yeah. You know, and I'll just sort of like say things like, oh, maybe like a this sort of fill after the second chorus. But I'd much rather hear, you know, a drum fill come from Harry with all of his flair and soul and yeah. groove. As opposed to say, I you know, I want it to be, you know, snare, 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 tom, blah, 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 simple. You know, that, yeah. you know, just like, no, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, 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 I'm having people changing things and stuff. And, you know, um, someone might say something like, oh, I think I think that middle eight could go on for like a little bit longer. Or yeah. maybe we should have, maybe we shouldn't have a set, like a double course to end it or something like that. And I'm not married to it at that point, you know. I, I like having something set in my head because I don't like being ambiguous with an idea. I don't, you know, I want to appreciate people's time. I want to be like, right, this, this is the sort of vibe, this is the sort of sound we're going for, this is roughly the structure, you know. Yeah. I liked bringing it to the room with about at least 8% sort of done. Although it's kind of weird to put an, uh, a percentage on something so arbitrary, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we just sort of like work out the kinks together. So, so somewhat like similar in, in in which in, in which sense for us to do. I just think it's maybe a different different journey from the beginning. But it sounds like hmm. it's a journey that is very similar in terms of the process. But it's just what we do, um, you know, materialistically different. You know, I've got my computer, which I can do that, and you've got your you know, guitars and your drums and everything which you can hmm. do that instead. So, so yeah. it sounds somewhat similar, which is funny how it all sort of intertwines, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I, I really g- genuinely really enjoy it, especially for stuff like, like I was saying before we went on air, because, you know, I'm fascinated by electronic music. I had a stab at it when I was at uni doing computer composition and things like that. Yeah. Um, wasn't any good at it. I gave, gave it a pop. I was into, like, Daft Punk and Justice. And nice. It turns out that, yeah, yeah. And Justice I still am. Man. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, this was, like, you know, 29, 2010, uh, when Justice's first album had just come out and um yeah and i love the sounds of it and i would try it and it didn't turn out that logic synths uh don't really have the same wallop yeah. <laughs> and yeah. i just got in and i just got incredibly disheartened and then just kind of went full circle back to rock guitar and writing yeah. songs about about tinder or whatever Tin- um, oh all right okay well we could go to tangent about that if you want go on yeah man uh yeah oh um I, i'll do like um well, that means we have to plug my band a little bit, so you'll have to forgive me, Jacob. But oh, b- uh, before we go on to, everyone should listen to BJ's. They're <laughs> one of the yeah. Like, in terms of up and coming bands, I think you guys are definitely one of the. Thank you. One, one of the ones to watch, man. I, I'm not just saying it because you're a guest on my show right now. Yeah, um, I no. bet you say that to all the guests. Come on. No. <laughs> I'm nice to all the guests. No, but seriously, I think BJ's are absolutely want to want to watch just like not not just with the music but in terms of like how fun you guys are and 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 
uh, and all that. Anyways, uh, time time to plug my band now. Uh, yeah, so, plug, uh, plug, plug. Yeah, song about Tinder. Yeah, that's what our first single is all about. It's called Modern yeah. Romance. Uh, well, technically, the girl I met on it was from Bumble. Uh, but anyway, what, what are you just... lying then? Well, that's, I, mean, I can't, I can't yeah, listen but, to the look, song now. That's it. I'm not. I can't have, have, listen to have, it now. You've have, it. I, have I be- have I betrayed your trust? Yes, mate. You can't you can't lure it in as Tinder and then say it's Bumble. That's a whole different mythology. Girls message yeah, first on Bumble on Tinder. It's, it's all about less, the men. <laughs> it's less. It's less funny to say Bumble. It's less evocative. Mm. I'm all. I'm all about you know. I'm all about the humor, man. I'm all about the you know. I should. I should have fucking said that. I've. I've given you too much of a peek behind the curtain. And you, you have. You have. I've, I think you Damn. should rename it to Bumble because then you can never... mention all about your fumble. Hey, hey. that's the next. It's next tune. That's uh, the next tune. I went on Bumble for a fumble. Yeah. Got in her uh, bed. Went for a tumble. And then she made me very humble. Um, <laughs> There we go. New and song. Then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> then I cried and fell asleep. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, yeah. Anyway, no. It's just this, this girl that I met. Um, went out with her for a few weeks, mm. um, and uh, she ended up getting off with another guy right in front of me. What? Oh yeah. man. Yeah. That that that's the uh, lyrics. That's what happens in Bumble. That's the uh, lyrics on the second verse. It was a Friday night. I was feeling all right. Just played a show. Now out I go. There I see you. You're looking so good, but you're holding another man. Then the chorus is, this is what it means to tangle with modern romance. You get that fuzzy feeling until you see her leaving with another man. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you hit honestly, me with them I, honestly, I wasn't even that sad. I just thought it was funny. Good. I mean, I was, I was kind of annoyed, um, <laughs> but not as bad as you would have for I like um, oh god I really hope not none of my family listens to this I don't think they do uh, but you know it's that sort of girl that you're kind of like dating when you're single where you just sort of think it's you're having fun but she's not going to be the mother mother of your children yeah you know what I mean so it, that it was always kind of had that sort of vibe to it uh, you know I don't deserve much but I do deserve better than that but Mate, you deserve so much better than that. What? Come on! Oh, come on! Don't say yourself short, man. Come on! You're way better than that. You're you're uh, up there, yeah, man. And she's all the way down here. Yeah, you no, could, dude. That, that's what that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I yeah. deserve better than that. You know? Yeah, Just, you do. Yeah, no, but you said you don't deserve much better, but you deserve better. You make you deserve the best. You oh, deserve Jacob, you the make, actual best. You make me blush, honey. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Like eyes and how before 
pay My respect, they didn't expect that tech Retail will pay my rent This is way hardcore for at this stage I'm circling the drain, disillusion I saw the fuck you doing that I say if you're the host and daddy long legs Also, really interested to uh, to know is I mean I've mentioned before Ryan how um, sort of like fun your your videos are to to watch. Yeah, just, yeah, I'd be really interested in sort of hearing a little bit more about you know your video process, your method. I mean, like the things like you know your, your costume. I mean, like you you guys are always wearing funky glasses, funky hats. You've got like been using a lot, seeing a lot of like uh, OTT face masks on the go. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear a bit more about that. Cool, cool. Yeah, so um, so we've uh, we we're very privileged that we can work with a lot of um, very very talented people within within Bristol Picture Collective. Uh, being being um, just a mere few of them. I mean, there's so many excellent people we know. Which which I've got a note here to give shout outs later. So I'll try and make sure I don't forget anybody. But um, but we we work with um quite a few different sort of videographers part of the pitch collective um so jai um i think it's i think it's jai chambers i think he's got i think it's jai goddard chambers sorry jai if you're listening i got your surname wrong but um yeah <laughs> his, his name is jai and he's, he's excellent excellent um videographer to work with great creative direction um and sort of the process really is is when ben makes his lyrics he has a way of visualizing what what it what it would potentially be and then we have our uh, well, well for example when i'm writing a song i've got an idea of what the timbre is whether how it makes me feel and then once i hear ben's lyrics it then sort of gives me a different perspective and then it's just a sort of um conglomeration con- is that a word con- conglomerated mess of all of our different uh <laughs> sort of uh thoughts feelings and it usually sort of goes with the the lyrics. I mean, initially at the beginning, the way my mind works is that when I hear Ben's lyrics, I'll automatically just picture him doing the lyrics. But I think the important thing for BJ's tracks is to sort of separate it from the lyrics because the lyrics are its own beast and the, the instrumental is its own beast. And the video needs to be its own beast as well. So I think if we follow the lyrics or instrumental way too much, then it's just going to it takes away from that that quality of content that we're delivering out. So to make the video its own star in its own right, I think is something that with, with the help of um, Jai and uh, Teddy's done some video work for us as well. Um, I think I think having their minds to help build it into the, its own beast is very, very important, which which I'm confident in saying so far they've absolutely nailed. Um, and, I'm, and I'm sure it'll only get even more uh amazing and and beautiful in the future so it, yeah so we get basically ben has some idea of thumbnails he'll sort of run it past myself um i'll have my own little bit of feedback but generally i'm quite happy with what ben does and i think that's something that he can totally rep himself um i think the more mental strain i have on thinking about videos and that sort of thing it's just going to cloud my perspective in terms of uh, mixing mastering creatively on the track um but yeah, um, and then he sort of bounces it between whatever director we've got, which is usually Jai, um, and then 
they have their own little ideas and then on the day we just sort of wing it <laughs> but um but we sort of wing it in a way which complements the initial idea and then mm. and then we sort of just let it evolve um yeah yeah it's, that's 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 the bare bones of it really what what, yeah, what else would you it, like to know it just seems that? to have like a really like off the cuff sort of feel to it you know it, it just sort mm. of you, you like you'd be out in a field or something and then you just sort of seem like you'd get like an idea or something like uh, I think like um, on Quarren Trip like Teddy's waving around like a tube like a coil of barbed wire or something yeah. like that I don't I don't know if that was planned <laughs> no no we, we let yeah. her her riff man she's she's Teddy's Teddy's excellent um, in terms of just been able to integrate herself into her surroundings which is something because Teddy does a lot of art as well for anybody that hasn't um checked out teddy number one as a musician she, she's fantastic she I, d- I don't know if she she likes it or not but she has um a, a certain likeness to tom york and his solo productions like one of my favorite albums is um what is it Mo- Mo- plastic modern boxes or something do, do you know do you know that album it's uh modern tomorrow, do, tomorrow's modern boxes excellent album that's one of my favorite albums of all time um but she she has a sort of likeness to that sound and has her own flavor uh, that that she puts on it, and she's got a great way uh, as well as her uh, creative arts as well. She's actually recently done a an exhibition, a VR exhibition on uh, Picture Collective's um, site called uh, Unit, I think it is, uh, which is amazing. And it, she she she's really really great at immersing herself. And upon the day, we just sort of let her do what she want really, and she just again brought herself into her surroundings and picked up barbed wire vibe with it and she's got a great eye for the sort of smaller details of things which i um unfortunately lack so when she'd done it it was just like oh wow that actually looks yeah. mad and then she's done a lot of the video editing which which brought it out and it just it just felt amazing um but yeah yeah shouts shouts to teddy man she's she's absolutely amazing so yeah like wasn't like ben swinging about upside down as well at some point <laughs> Yes, yeah, um, we 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 thought it would just be cool to get her um, swinging across the camera, and it just looked wild. And I don't know, remember, yeah. I don't remember whose idea it was. It's probably Teddy's, but um, it's it's just it's just um, again a testament to her creative mind. And um, yeah, she's she's amazing to work with. She's very open minded as well to certainly a lot of the the BJ's ch- shenanigans, which I think she I think she adores, which is. Um, it makes it even nicer to work with, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I spoke to uh, Teddy a few months ago. She, she, her, and Ollie and Lottie from Pitch Collective came on the podcast a few. Oh, that's right. I haven't listened to that. Sorry. Yeah. A few months ago. Not too yeah. Um, no, so, I'm like, so sorry. There's, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no obligation, bro. <laughs> 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 um, uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Listen to, to some of her music as well. I could see the uh, Tom York con- con- comparison. I think that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's quite a quite a thing with picture. They they they're massive. Like in terms of how many artists and like musicians, videographers. This yes. to cover all all the bases. Really, they're they're, they're really something. Yeah, I think um, just coming back onto um, Teddy, what I was gonna say in relation to. I'm just trying to find. Um, her most recent release that escapes me, but but what she's got a great way of doing is she has that Tom Yorkie sound, but she she 
just like the, what she does with her art and her videos, because she does a lot of short films as well. I think she did one, I can't remember what it's called, I think it was called Dirt, Dirt or something like that. Uh, it was about a piece of meat that basically gets more and more muddy and stuff like that. And yeah, it's really, really um, sort of eerie to watch, but excellent because it brings out this really weird sort of about like that weird feeling with you at the same time. So check out her, her short films as well. But in her music, she brings a lot of car sounds into it like, uh, and like just natural Foley. So she's got a great, great way of using Foley. Um, like one of them, she used like a gearbox as a hi-hat. And it was like, wow, it gave off this pretty sort of garagey, sort of syncopated sort of feel. And it was um, really good. But yeah, picture picture uh, uh, a massive um, collective, which which all of them have their own uh, amazing personal traits. Uh, you know, they're great people to be around. They're very supportive, um, which which really sort of helps us because we can approach them with any mad idea we've got. And they, they would be behind it 100%. And I think they've got some big stuff that they gradually sort of propelling a lot more which is lovely to see um so yeah picture picture collective uh big big ups absolutely mm. yeah and I, I had ollie and ben on yeah uh your your ben that is from yeah uh, yeah that was back in february yeah, yeah february i, I want to say yeah yeah because I, I remember you guys were down to play crofters that following sunday or something like that Oh, it might that... be in January then. Yeah. Oh, well, no. It, it... No, it's all going ahead, but then uh, I think it like lockdown kicked in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right, because we had Headache Weather that was meant to come out, which was our single at the time, which is now pushed back because it's not mm. part of the quarantine project. Yeah. But, yeah, that yeah, February, I think, yeah. Yeah. No, it seems like such an interesting group of artists um yeah absolutely intrigued by it i might, I might uh ask a few of them to, to come back on again i think i i want to know more about it yeah it's um they're, they're definitely starting to pick up the pace which is great to see because um i think they had the a time where they started to started to sort of slowly build up and they've gradually progressively built up uh over the course of i think about a year or so now i think they've been doing it and now i think that they're, they're at the position to start making now bigger steps um i know they've been doing their lunar sessions they've been doing their uh mama sessions they've been doing the unit vr exhibition they've got i think um they've, i think they've got their own sort of artist like a, they have like their own alias for all of them as a collective release of music so you have like a couple of tracks that they i think they made an ep for but i think they call it pitches and games which we've actually done a remix for um, which I think is due out actually in the next couple of weeks. I think they're still trying to, trying to decide with the distributor when to, to get it out. But, um, but yeah, they're certainly picking up the pace and be worth getting them on because I think they've got some big, yeah. big plans in mind. So definitely. Hmm. Gonna have to make a mental note of that. I'm definitely gonna. I mean, there seems to be so many people in there. Such a such a deep well of people to talk to. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think they got they got somebody for everybody, which is great. It's great. Yeah, oh, man. Dude, all right. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, so when Ben was on, I remember yeah. him saying that you guys had a music video and stuck it on Pornhub. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was... 
Ben only two... mentioned that Ben only mentioned that like right at the end end of the podcast, so we didn't really have time to get into it. But I want to. <laughs> um... I want to hear more about it, dude. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so this is linked to the couple of pra- tracks that I mentioned earlier that we released a couple of years ago when we're sort of still finding our bearings of our sound and everything. And um, the first one was a track called Superficial, which is one of um, one of my favourites. I don't think Ben's so, so keen on it anymore, um, just because of how our sounds evolved. But we filmed the first video um, in Bristol City Centre, and we were both handcuffed to each other, Nate, like, <laughs> in our boxes. <laughs> and, and they were like furry because I, I think Ben was um, seeing one of his many acquaintances at the same at the same time and she bought him um, some pink fluffy handcuffs <laughs> so we're both handcuffed to each other and then he's got a, a bike helmet on I've got some glasses with like um, like a car air freshener around my ear as an earring um, and then basically half naked parading about <laughs> all whole of Bristol just walking and it was originally going to be that and then we scrapped the idea because we thought we could make it a bit more funny um not not, fu- <laughs> not not funny we don't we don't deliberately try to be funny but um more sort of creatively enticing and um we we were living in uh, a house in North Bristol at the time and uh we, we had our hot tub in our back garden we had a hot tub in the back garden that our mate sort of lended us and we put my grandma's painting which um for the benefit of yourself is actually behind me that one there oh yeah yeah oh, um yeah. so we put that up and we put some strobe lights going on as well so we're just in the back garden having like a little <laughs> mini rave naked apart from our boxes in this um hot tub and we filmed it and we put it on Pornhub and titled it um <laughs> half because ben was like Obviously, Ben's completely bold now, but he was like severely bold at the time. So um, he looked like, like an old man. So um, it was captioned, half naked boy dances in hot tub with dad. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then we had people kick off in the comment section saying, this this video was not as described. <laughs> so, but it got quite a few thousand views at the, ta- at the time. And, really? Um, yeah, and oh, then we've done an, another one um, called There's Taste of one. Irony. Yeah, it, you, I think it might be in the depth of our Facebook on the video section, maybe, if it's still there, if we haven't removed it. But um, it, that, that was the Taste of Irony, which we put on Pornhub, but I can't remember the, the title. But there was two tracks. And um, yeah, Pornhub did not take a, a massive liking to us. Oh, um, no, they can be quite judgmental. Yeah, I mean, I think we stopped doing it because Ben wanted to actually pursue a pornography career. Um, <laughs> How's so, that going? Uh, I think I think he's going alright. Yeah, has um, he broken through? He's broken through. Uh, I think he put um, I think Shrekker's love, Shrekker's life, sort of vibe on there. Um, so he, he's got he's got serious dreams of becoming a, a massive porn star. So massive, yeah. If you, what's, if you his por- what, what's his porn name? Billy Big Bollocks. Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> yeah. That's very British. He'll struggle breaking through in, through into the American market. They won't <laughs> yeah. know what he means. Yeah. No, it's fun, this, this boy need this boy needs some management, and I will take I I will take that responsibility. I will sh- I will shoulder that burden. Yeah. And yeah. I will you, be his. If, if just imagine me s- in like in, in a white blazer with pink Ray Bans. 
Well, it's Ben's <laughs> iconic look, you know. Oh, no, no, that, that, that's my porn ma- manager look. And, oh, yeah. right, okay. Yeah, smoking I think Ben a, likes... Sm- smoking a cigar. Ben likes the white back. suit. Like, he, he wants Does to look he? like that guy from Duke of Hazard. You know, that... that but was it? Doc, something Hog, isn't it? Something that guy uh, in a white... Doug Hog uh, or something? Oh, is, is he, like, the villain? Like Yeah. The villain? Yeah, the yeah. guy that he's, like, trying to get rid of the Duke of Hazard boys. But that's his look. He loves um, to be a good cowboy. Boss Hog, isn't it? Boss Hog? Yeah, yeah, know. Boss Hog. Something like that. But yeah, Sorry, Ben likes to whip people. Does he? Yeah. Oh, is yeah, is that going to be his niche? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His niche. The, the... Oh, you can call him Jack the Whipper. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good name. <laughs> oh, you might have to get him back on the podcast if you want him to talk about his pon- pornography. Yeah, and get him in. Know. Get him in. I, I, I've got a pitch for him. You know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go to the big time. Hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a star in the making. He is a star. I'm going to make him a star. I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah. I know people. We, we're going to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, how like how far do you, you and Ben go back? You seem like really close. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we met in um, sixth form. So we, I, I travelled. Um, my, my school, um, big up the Filton High Abbeywood community school people, um, in 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 Filton, North Bristol, and um, we, my my school for sixth form didn't have certain um, subjects that they could cover, so we had to go to different schools, and so did Ben's, and he, we both went to Bradystoke Community School for music technology, because um, this is. I, I sort of wanted to get more academic in terms of uh, music production and music uh, as a whole. Um, and we met in music tech and he was the guy that was just such an invalid. He didn't know how anything worked. And it would be like, oh, Jacob, yeah, yeah. Could you um, could you send me that essay? And it's like, oh, what do you mean send you my essay? Just send me, send me your essay so I can have a look at it. All right, send him my essay. He's copied it word for word. Oh my god! Yeah, and then and then it'd be like, it'd be like the teacher, Mister Watson, uh, fucking absolute G. He um, uh, he made one of the tracks on Bad Boys Two, the film. Wow. Yeah, it's um at the beginning of Bad Boys Two. There's like this sort of like, like very housey track, and it's playing in the club club. Also, we'll take an ecstasy. Uh, Staircase is his band name, uh, Absolute G, and he'd be like, oh, you know, load up, load, load up Logic in Armour Track or something like that, and Ben would just be calling me over every five minutes to give him a hand. Um, and we sort of met through that, and then we started meeting up outside of school, um, and then started making a couple of tracks, and then he went to uni, and then came back, and then sort of pulled me in the right direction. You know, I was working nice. as manager in a phone shop with a missus at the time and um, sort of just showed me the light, so to speak. So then I obviously got rid of the job and the missus and then started making <laughs> making some that's weird what, noises. That's, that's, what, what, that's what I like to hear, man. Gotta go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so we know each other a long time. We've lived, lived together for about two years now. We lived originally in, New, in North Bristol and now we're here in St. Andrews. 
Living it up, living it large. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close to each other then, because I'm in Montpellier. Oh, yeah, two minutes away, still far away. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I usually walk through there when I go to work. Uh, mm. When before before when um, I used to work in the town, so it was just walk through that yeah. bit, go past Lakota, and you're in the centre, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's an interesting place to live. Yes, there's all kind of different people. Yeah, it it it's kind of feels like it's on like the border borderline, you know. Um, Montpellier itself is quite well to do, lots of like fancy cafes and mm everything like that but there's a lot of like overspill from uh stokes croft and st paul's of people who are like from a very different very different walk of life so it's all a big melting pot and it's very rarely boring yeah i, th- I think the beautiful thing about bristol is i was chatting to somebody about this the other day is that um the more you sort of get into the center the more you sort of experience different flavors like you've got Clifton, which is really Roman type mm-hmm. architecture and road design, and then you've got Stokes Croft, which is very sort of, um, you know, what is it, mid fifties, mid mid sixties, sort of more Post-war. cultural. Yeah, the yeah. the more sort of culture was accepted, and you can really feel mm-hmm. that through walking through the street. Um, and then you've obviously got St Paul's, which is obviously does have um, some part of history with with the slave trade. And then you can literally go outside of Bristol anywhere and becoming more sort of suburban type uh, areas. And this, I think, the great thing, and then even up here, I, I think in St Andrews and and mm. Montpellier, you've got that sort of um, the, the sort of transitional period between each sort of architecture as well. So you can literally go down a different road and experience different vibes, different cultures, and different architecture. And I think it really does immerse yeah. you. And it's, it, in some ways, it reminds me of like um, Camden Town in in London. Um, yeah. And then the more city centre has that sort of skyscraper type feel. So I think Bristol's great yeah. about just having different flavours, and I certainly recommend to anybody who wants to be in part of a thriving scene. Get back to the dwelling. Get slick with the swelling. Got the apparitions, my ambitions is James Hetfield's table. I'm telling you, telling the pie was cynical. Pie to your beautiful Christian. I don't fear jazz, do you? I'd better not Google my own death. If I'm really stuck in the gap, I still really want to go places. interesting part of town is St. Werberg's. Yeah, yeah. That is so weird. It's like a... I love it. It's so, it's so hippie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you think, think about the architecture, it's kind of like, what, like, 
it looks like a lot of it's sort of it's like terrace houses from like it looks like from like the nineteen twenties or nineteen thirties. Yeah. It's kinda of got like a bit of like a minery sort of feel to it with the architecture. And there's a yeah. pub nearby called the Miner's Arms, so maybe that was an old I don't know if there's any mm. mu- you would thought think with the pub name there might be. Well there used but, to I mean, be um coal mines. There's coal mines under Stokes Croft. Ah, well that's, that's could be linked to it then. Yeah, because do, do you remember when they were trying to close Blue Mountain? Big up Blue Mountain. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> That's the had... first nightclub I ever went into when it, in sixth form. Is it? When I was, se- when I was 17. So many dirty, was... scatty raves there, man. Oh, mate, that was our sixth it. form social. Oh, right, okay. Somehow that it got booked at Blue Mountain because I think just anything goes there. That was the first time I'd ever been into a nightclub when I was 17. Yeah. Still got. Oh yeah, I don't want to say too much. Well, uh, uh, you know, I don't. Want to, I don't want to get Blue Mountain in trouble. It we, you know, it was. It was an eventful night, and for some reason, my mate threw up all all over himself uh, oh, after nice. I, I, after I gave him my coat to keep him warm, and he threw up on it. And that's <laughs> we're, we're all. Uh, I'm, we're all still part of the same friendship group, and it is one of our mm. funniest stories to tell each to remind each other of. Um, yeah. So yeah, fun memories. Because they they Anyways. do have um the, the remember when they were trying to close it, they have um coal mi- coal mines that they found under Blue Mountain, and that's one of the reasons why they can't close it at the moment anyway. Yeah. Um, so there might be some sort of historic sort of coal mining stuff down there, which is um it's cool. But I think I think clubs are getting clubs are getting bloody um closed down left right and center which i i mm. hope stops because it's just destroying our music scene yeah we need to open the pubs uh, up again um and i'm speaking very selfishly as <laughs> a musician that wants to they want to well go go to the go to the pub as a customer and uh, go to the pub to play as well yeah you know? um, left bank. shit yeah i know that, yeah, that's where that's that's where i first met you and ben as well yeah and you were and drunk as a skunk how dare you, sir? I, don't yeah, know, I, I couldn't even see that night, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was that was fun. I, was, <laughs> I remember just talking to you guys. I was like, "Oh shit, you come on the podcast tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, no, I was I was planning on having a quiet one, but it it didn't it didn't turn out like that. And then you guys turned up, and I just realised like, oh, okay, it's definitely not gonna be a quiet one. Uh, so yeah. might as well embrace it. I, I'm, con- I'm con- gonna miss left bank. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, seems to have just sort of gone out with a sort of like a fizzle. Like it just there wasn't seem too too much about it. It was just a Facebook post saying we're closed now. Yeah, I think because they wouldn't they they turned it into a flat, aren't they? But they didn't even tell the staff. And then they somebody asked really? them, and then they were like, D- "Don't please don't tell the staff. We've not told them yet." It's like what? Um, but it's such a shame because the actual people there and everybody locally that comes to it are so accepting that we could go in there and play some of the weirdest music anybody's heard, and yeah. like we, we literally turned it into rave some night. We've 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 sometimes mm. we've we've packed it out and it's people are there just skanking on on dance floor, just this really bass driven music. I mean, um, very different to what we've made during this quarantine time, but. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be sorely missed, but I'm quite intrigued to see what is next to take its place. Yeah, there's got to be something. I mean, that for me, that that just like left bank just had such a such a purpose, you know, for being just such a great bar for live music. Yeah, 
and uh, just always open late. Uh, they've always got like music going on, and it, like it could be all sorts of styles, but it's always going to be good or at least interesting, even if it's yeah. not hundred percent your thing. Uh, it's it's a real real shame, man, real shame. So we'll have to see have to see what's what's next, but hopefully with the lockdown easing, we'll be able to get to something soon. But I have no idea when we're going to start being able to play again. God knows. I, I, I hazard to to guess. I mean, I th- I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what um outlets sort of do next because I feel like this is a big turn for the music industry as well. I think um every everybody seems to be sort of pioneering the live streams at the moment. But I think I've just got a funny feeling something different is gonna is going to happen it's going to be some sort of hybrid between all of them and i think the, the nice thing to see is that um before before this all sort of situation happened you know music videos were on the sort of decline you know mtv isn't popular anymore you know fuck mtv and everything like that you know yeah. um and i think i i think now it certainly brought more attention back to the the different outlets we have available like live streams and more people making music videos like ourselves for example and just making some weird content and i think there's going to be a good amalgamation of different sort of technology that i think people are now practicing and i th- hope that stuff is different because is at the same time with the clubs closing as well i think there's going to be something else that would take it place take take its place which mm. don't know what it's going to be but i know it's going to be cool whatever it is yeah yeah i think you're right So much has been, so much has sort of happened and not happened at the same time. Uh, yeah, we're all just sort of like left. If you leave musicians to their own devices and take them out of their comfort zones, or, or or any sort of creative person, then new stuff's gonna be coming with it. I feel like since musicians are worrying about going on the road a lot less for obvious reasons, mm. um, I think that there's gonna be a bit of an uptick in like songwriting and being creative and reevaluating what everyone's doing yeah i don't yeah i, I i'm with you jacob i have no there's going to be something after this Some, something um, in it i don't know what it's going to be but i can feel it in my bones that something is going to happen a new piece of technology or something like that is going to happen which would just bring people together and counteract the the negative things like the clubs closing or mm. pubs being um, you know you know becoming more um, constitutionalized by uh, Weatherspoons and everything like that you know and all of this mm. sort of disintegration of live music I think something else is going to take its place and when that happens and how it mm. happens I'm not I don't know but I just know it I know it will yeah what what I would say is I I don't think there'll ever be a substitute for doing a real gig not at all. You know, I seen like the live videos. That, I think a thing from uh, Crofters Rights where you guys were on stage, yeah, and everyone's just, just Skanking. you know, shoulder to shoulder, yeah, <laughs> just absolutely getting into it. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, you're never going to get a substitute for that. You just, you're just not. Um, but uh, we are going to have to look at alternatives, aren't we? Yeah, because. You know these things; these sort of pandemics do happen, and we do need to isolate every now. And I think I don't think it's going to be like the the only time in our lifetimes where we'll have to isolate. 
it's no, it's going to be another ten years. It's, it's another ten years. Uh, you, did you see the prediction that somebody made that in um, the year twenty twenty there will be a global pandemic um, of the respiratory systems and it will come and go very quickly and then it will return in ten years time. Apparently, according to this um, mm. person that predicts, so apparently it's going to come back in ten years time. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like in terms of a second wave. I don't. I don't know if there is going to be a second wave. I hope there isn't, but it's something that I think mentally we should prepare for. But um, if if we carry on the the having the ethical practices uh, practices that we do, then certainly that there, there will be the more meat markets and stuff there is, and uh, all these diseases coming from the uh, transition between humans and animals. Then we're gonna. We're definitely gonna have more pandemics and it's just gonna the more animals we eat the more antibiotic resistance we're gonna have so we're then gonna shoot ourselves in the foot against something that we can treat but then but then having the antibiotic resistance that's transferred from the medicines we give to animals when we consume it it's just gonna make it we're just gonna shoot ourselves in the foot and we're literally just digging our own grave from that mm. yeah fuck <laughs> yeah that is a long sentence man there's so many points in that yeah so yeah, to to yeah, I I I've heard about these sort of predictions when you know back in this year, so and so predicted you know global pandemics because of you know I I I've I've been listening to a, a lot of stuff on this and I I don't really feel any any the wiser for listening from listening to it. Uh, yeah, it feels like this whole sort of situation for me mm. feels like you know when you're in an argument with someone. Yeah, and then. 10 15 minutes later when it's all over you just sort of realize what was all what you start asking what was all that about and then you can yeah. deconstruct but at the time you're so heightened and you're so in the moment it's mm. impossible to evaluate it i feel like that's where we are right now uh, although this has been going on for 3 months it's it all feels so new still yeah um we you know um it just doesn't feel like something that we can accurately evaluate yeah do you know what i mean uh i i don't want to say too much about it you know uh but uh to, to bring things back back to music and, and, and to bring, bring things back to a positive i think that it is encouraging us all to to innovate i mean i'm so happy that i can carry on doing podcasts yeah uh, via video chat um I can still give guitar lessons via video chat. Um, if I wanted to, I could live stream, but I don't really think I'm going to be doing that. Uh, I, I have thought about it. Um, yeah. Damien from Marquetta, who was on a few weeks ago, was like uh, saying that he's having a really good time with it. But, you know, power to him. I, I don't really think I want to be doing that myself. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, like, we're, there's, we're always going to find ways to innovate and get around these things, you know. Um I, you know, it's just I just want to get back to sweaty shoulder to shoulder, everyone dancing or yeah. skanking or moshing or whatever the hell you want to do. You know, I just want to get back to that. But. I think we've all realised what social beings we are because we are obviously meant to be uh, evolution. We are we are meant to be social creatures, and yeah, I, th- I think this has been a big eye opener for everybody. That we need to be social, and hopefully there might be some uplift as a result. We could 
we could potentially see, um, you know, coming back to the sort of more innovations in terms of live performances, once this all is over, we could, we, we could, it, this could be the wake up and go, call and be like, actually, we do need to be more so, social as a society rather than conforming mm. to going to work, coming home, watching Netflix, you know, and I think, I think the more, more we sort of embrace that coming out, certainly myself personally, I wish to be more social. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm dropping down from from my job to part time now, which I plan to do more social activities from because I think it's good for the the, the mindset and and just generally for health. Um, yeah, purposes. Supporting local support, supporting local businesses as well. Yeah, I think so much just has come from how integrated the world economy is. You know how we're just sending, you know, all these goods from all around the world, specifically China from where this disease did come from yeah and who who have not been straightforward with their numbers from from what no. i can tell well they uh, lied about yeah. it didn't they they they, I think they lied about it didn't they in december when it happened and yeah, it took them to january to admit it, it. yeah and and but uh you know I, I i've got some face masks the other day and yeah. do you know where they're from they're from china yeah it's, yeah it's craziness It'd be kind of like if in the Cold War, we uh, America was buying air raid shelter from the Russians. <laughs> you know, it just yeah. doesn't make it just doesn't make sense that, that. Yeah, that that they're just it's so strange. I know. I'm, don't don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against you know China's a country with a Chinese people. Got massive. You know, I, I'm criticism here is against the Chinese government because they're fucking dictatorship yeah uh, you know that, that, that you know and you know i i don't understand geopolitics um i'm a musician and a podcaster <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't but, understand um, politics either yeah but like this whole sort of culture of sort of getting things from afar just because they're a little bit cheaper i think we it would do us a lot of good not just from a health perspective but also as a as communities as well yeah just do us a lot more just to sort of support each other a little bit more maybe maybe spend a little bit more you know, at like sort of like your local shop rather than at a supermarket and maybe keep things a little bit more contained and i'm not too sure what i'm saying to be honest with you but um no i think like... i think politics are like that isn't it as soon as anybody talks about politics i think it is just rambling the only thing i will say is yeah. that i think i've noticed <laughs> guilty <laughs> the same i don't know anything about politics but the thing that i've noticed from from what with my knowledge, limited knowledge of um, politics, is that I think people have realised true colours of certain governments, and and I think people are more in line with their morals because they've now seen how whoever it is that may have supported at the time or whatever ideology they've gone with is that how the government's reacted has now put in place their own beliefs, and I think people have started to change their opinion. Out of the people I've spoken to, anyway, the way they have, may have had one belief, but uh, belief about mm. one thing, uh, especially with Black Lives Matter as well. I think people are starting to awaken to the fact that the institution that they knew comfortably before coronavirus and lockdown has now put them in an uncomfortable space, uh, less going outside of their comfort zone. So now. During this time and in future, they will now reset their comfort zone with their own uh, confirmed beliefs. Because when you're in self-containment, all the thing you can do is really ponder in your own mind. And I think people have now sort of inlined their moral values and moral compasses to whatever they truly believe. Which we, I think, I think would make a big difference coming next, the next election, and and certain acts in terms of the government and how we treat environmental 
and racial is- issues i think we're now reset i think th- i think this is the reset this is you know when there's a problem with your internet there's a little but there's a little little button you click just to reset your route and i think that is what we're doing now this is a reset point and what we do to reevaluate that comfort zone uh thus forth will then uh dictate um what 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 constitution we then make of it lives matter protests that just felt like a perfect storm yeah of just discontent and frustration and collective anxiety yeah and everyone's emotions are just so high everyone's stressed out about you know not being able to work and wondering what this means for the future and then you just see something so egregious overseas and although you know the UK is obviously not the United States, um, mm. but we're—it's—we—it's we're, we, we, it's not like we're devoid of these problems, you know. And you know, our societies are so interconnected. Uh, you know, uh, if you see America hurting, you kind of feel like we're hurting as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, whether you love America or hate or loathe it, whatever, you know, they are <laughs> the biggest Western democracy in the world, you mm. know. Um, and if you see, uh, you know, just remember just when it all first happened, just seeing like rows and rows of burnt out police cars and everything yeah. like that. It was, and, and obviously the joy, the, the vi- I've not actually gathered up the courage to watch the George Floyd actual video. No, nor me. Uh, 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 I haven't built myself up to that yet. But, I you know, I I, I've read. plan to watch it. Yeah, uh, that's reasonable. It may it may um, be a bliss bliss for ignorance towards towards it myself, but I think, um, I think me watching it isn't that's in terms of result perspective, it's not going to influence my view of it because I'm still fully supportive of the whole cause. So I don't I don't feel the need. I know what's I know what yeah. happened in the video, and I've seen little <clears> bits <throat> of it, but I've not seen the whole thing because I know how awful it is and upsetting. And I don't think I want to put myself through that because I already believe in the end result. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that, I think that, that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone in their right mind could really hold no. that against you too much. <laughs> no. um, but it's just such a perfect storm of, you know, and and then of just everyone just just being not so happy and just kind of freaked out, and then you just see something so horrible happening and. And, and it, and, I don't know what what sort of sucks about it. It's like no one was really surprised about when it happened. No, it wasn't. Was it? it was it was more like for fuck's sake, it's happened again. 
end yeah. it, you know? It's like yeah, it's, it's, it's tip of the iceberg. Yeah, it's just like, you know, that like just the whole atmosphere I was kind of feeling was, you know, enough's enough. Mm. You know, this is this has gotten like this this can't be standard procedure. It can't be every couple of years, you know, a new uh camera phone video comes out of of this happening. Because yeah. this is not the first time. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. I feel like this is going to bring about some positive change, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think so as well. I, I think I think we'll benefit from this whole thing. I think everything, the stress of everything, I think, has led to this point. I think it's mm. now, as I said earlier, it's that reset button, you know? It's, it's about yeah. what we build for ourselves next. Yeah, it, I think it's an emotional time for everyone, we've got to remember. Mm. Um, and um, it's definitely made me more patient with other people and more patient with myself. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm sort of taking it upon myself to get a little bit happier, a little bit healthier, working out yeah. more. I've uh, yeah, I've pretty much uh, stopped smoking now, which is good news. It's been hey, quite, yeah, it's been a uh, way over three months. Is it? Mm. Bloody hell, which is I, pretty good. I've but fallen I back do, into it a bit actually. Yeah, thing is, I, I do know if I was there with you right now, I would definitely pinch a cigarette. So you know, <laughs> I haven't got a cigarette. All I've got is my vape because I can't afford cigarettes. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. Well, but, there you go. Uh, but yeah. you, you like, um, I, I know I've still got like the the temptation in a social situation. But hey, it's brilliant. It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant. It's along with drinking. It's it's an excellent social lubricant, isn't it? Mm. Um, no matter how bad you feel for it, the next <laughs> the next day. Yeah. But yeah, I I think it's something that I, however much the health problems I was smoking, I think it's not something. I I, I think. Socially, I'm, I'm allowing myself to do it, and I think, I think I benefit from it as well. And I think mm. it's being aware of what you benefit from and, and not benefit from, but be it be it at the sacrifice and repercussions of other problems. Um, but I personally just feel it helps me because it, it, it engages in that networking. If you're outside having a chuff with somebody and over a cigarette or beer outside, oh, you just played a wicked set, mate. Nice one, yeah. Can I pinch a fag? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So easier you know yeah it's it's just just part of it um you know i'm i'm doing doing my best uh, um yeah so when all this is over well i say when it's over when you get to our new normal which i think is yeah. what people are saying what's going to be next for bj's okay um so well ori- originally we had um we had a release plan for all of uh, the stuff we've been regularly playing out at open mics and uh big sort of ravey sort of gig type things um, we've got a lot of finished tracks and we initially had that headache weather um song which was which i think ben talked about in the original podcast um and that will probably see a release again now but i feel like i want to take a look over what we produce in future just to make sure it is all quality controlled again i think quarantine um i, th- I think because this is going to end up in a big mixtape this whatever you release during the lockdown and during this sort of time is going to have its own mixtape called uh, quarantine p but with a capital e slash hyphen excuse me p <laughs> um and it's gonna have its own vibe and then everything in future will have a different vibe as well going back to more sort of even more ravey sort of roots um but we, we're certainly not gonna let coming out of lockdown put us back in a position where we're afraid to put out content i think this has been a very good eye opener for us because before we were we were so 
concerned about the quality control of what we were releasing that we just ended up keep delaying keep delaying keep delaying and i think with this we set ourselves deadline where whatever the, the quality of it by this point if it's if it gets to that point it's going to be out to the market so i think we're going to keep doing that we want to bring back turbo island so we're going to have another turbo island event which is our sort of regular event at crofters rights um if they're still happy to have us uh, and still able to have us um i think we want to get into i'll be saying to ben regularly that i think we i think we're at a point now where our music is such a lovely blend of alternative and rave music that I think, given the right audience and given the right platforms, we can now start to make a bridge between that. And there's a lot of excellent artists that we work with regularly that are, are along the same wavelength as us, like Trimu, for example. Have you, you, you heard of Trimu? I think, I think they've been on the five top five tracks or something like that. Okay. Um, I, 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 off the top of my head, I am drawing a blank. I'm afraid. But. Excellent, big up, Troy. Um, mm. Excellent, excellent people. Um, and uh, men friends, which we've done the gig with before, which are sort of along the sort of wavelength we are as well. And I think that they're starting to become the bridge between the conventional go to a pub, have rock music, go to a rave, have drum and bass and house. And I think what I want to do personally is I want to start making that bridge between the two and sort of mm. not, not normalize it because, but, but unnormalize it, you know, break that sort of mold. I want to, I want to see BJ's playing and, and, and uh, selling out Lakota or motion, for example. And if we can rework the way that those lineups work, because at the moment it's just, you've got a DJ in for an hour, drum bass set, another DJ's coming on after it's a house set. Um, and I think the more we sort of break that mold, I think the 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 new the new normalised music will come out of it. You know that that new yeah. experience, and I think Bristol is a perfect city to do that because there's there's people doing that all the time. Mm. It's just and we there's don't so know many about different it. there's so many different styles of music going on as well, and people seem to be really open minded in this town. Yeah, about what sort of music music they listen to? As long as it's I don't know, as long as it goes down well live and it moves the needle in some point, then yeah. people are... People are, I mean, just, yeah, just, just the variety of guests that I've, I've had on the short amount of time this podcast has been running has been staggering. I mean, mm. like, you know, you guys with your... With, <laughs> with your chaos, <laughs> which, I, which I mean in the best possible way. Um, and I've, I've had folk musicians, alt-rock bands, Scar, and all sorts, man. It's been... Uh, it's been really something. So this is this is the town for it, dude. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, I'm feeling really optimistic about the future for you guys. I think that. Same actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that, man. Um, uh, Jacob Peters, we've done over two hours. Two hours, about and the twelve minutes from what from what I can count. Yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. This, this, this has been awesome, man. I really, really appreciate you uh, you coming on. Um, Thank you for having me. I, but, uh, no, man, absolutely my pleasure. Uh, before I let you go, is, is there any, anyone you'd finally like to give a shout-out to? Yeah, I hope I remember all of them. Um, I unfortunately didn't make a list, and I've been trying to write it down as I go, but um, picture, as always, everybody in there is incredible. Hit them up if you want any form of advice support uh musicianship that's the, guidance that's the pitch collective right pitch collective yeah yeah um great studio on hand if you want to book out the studio um we sort of regularly do our vocals in there and we find it very supportive and engaging to to be part of 
um if you want to hit them up for um epks or artist management or videographers get in touch with them uh try me because they're an amazing group that we we've gradually become closer and closer and closer with so so much love for those guys um men friends has regularly supported us as well so big ups to them oh god who else there's loads of people that i know but none of them are coming to my mind um yeah just general generally sort of our friends and families for being supportive i mean we've probably not seen much friends and families joining these sort of weird strange times we're living in so their support is very greatly appreciated and much love to everybody um and yeah if any anybody is interested in the protect production sort of side of things more than welcome to get in touch with myself and ben um i'm actually starting to think of um well i've actually will be as of next week starting to do online production lessons on a one-to-one basis so if anybody feels the need to um just be more intrigued about anything regarding production hit me up because it's literally cheap as chips just 10 pound for an hour of my time we can be doing whatever you want that could be me giving some feedback on a mix and master feedback on creative process if you're new to production then we can create a plan from for you get you making stellar tracks in no time um yeah so hit 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 me up um if you're interested where can people find you jake um so people can find bj's on i think it's b oh i i I meant uh specifically your your teaching thing sorry Oh, teaching. Um, not sorted anything out for it. Yeah, I'm gonna get a Fiverr link up and running. But just add me on Facebook, Jacob, Jacob Peters. You should be able to find me. I'm probably like the only Jacob Peters in Bristol. You'll probably see a lot of the BJ stuff on there. Um, or or just message me on Insta. My Insta is my drum and bass alias. So I think it's um at Sniffer DMB. Um, yeah, just just find me. I'm on I'm on every sort of social media. If it's Twitter and everything, just get in touch. Um, yeah. Awesome. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you there. Just what wanted right. people to know. <laughs> yeah, sound, sound. And obviously, uh, pe- people should be absolutely checking out BJ. So it's spelled, am I right? Uh, capital B hyphen J, then lowercase S. That's it. Yeah, I think our Instagram handle is um, at B underscore J Brist- JS Bristol. Yeah, B underscore JS Bristol. And then on Facebook, we're just BJ's. Um, yeah, hit us up. We've got um, that, the 5G's drop in hopefully on the 3rd of July. And the Sniffer remix is also coming out on the same release. And then we've got another track called Relief, which will be coming out after that at some point. Um, yeah, yeah, big, big awesome. ting of guan. Cool, great. So this is going to be coming out on Thursday the 2nd. So uh, if you're listening okay, and cool. it all goes to plan, that means it's coming out tomorrow. So, hey yeah check it out guys <laughs> speaking to ourselves in the future that's always fun <laughs> <laughs> i'll come to regret everything i've said in this podcast now that's yeah. what that's the spirit that's all right spirit. jake uh, re- uh i'm really really happy that uh that we got to do this uh really appreciate Same, you taking the time uh, i know it's not the easiest thing to do to talk to a stranger via via a screen uh <laughs> but it's just, this has been really, really really fun man um really appreciate it bro Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Cool. All right. Bye, everyone.
folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, today's show was brought to you by uh, none other than myself. So I'm giving guitar lessons during lockdown. So if you want to pick up a new skill, uh, head over to my Facebook page or my Instagram. Uh, it's called Simon Teaches Guitar. And you can message me directly through there. Or you could email me at simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. That's simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. I am offering half price off your first lesson, so that'll just be £15. Furthermore, if you mention in your inquiry that uh, you found out about my teaching services through the Simon Campbell incident, that's another £5 off, so a tenner for your first lesson. You might as well give it a shot, folks. you got the time on your hands. All right. See you next week.